This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 2023, or welcome to 2023, whatever Float your boat, your flying car in 2023. Brad Shoemaker, welcome to the future. I'm getting a free flying car? Free, fr- free oh boy, here we go. You, you didn't uh, say free, but I'm just going to assume that it's free the house. Flying, free flying car. Free, free, 2020 free. Oh, there you go. Now you've you guys done it. Didn't, you were not into my 2020 preposterous yesterday. No. No. I haven't changed my mm. mind. 2020... I still yeah, like flee, ski. but in the we need to get the fuck out of here. Flee. Kind of 20, okay. 2020 ski. What do you want to ski? 2020 agree. Hmm. I don't know. Considering how many snowmobile accidents there have already been this year, no skiing for me. Okay. Let's stay, let's stay away from the snow. Alex Navarro, happy new year. Happy 2023. Yeah. I mean, technically, it's, it's accurate to say we've come back to 2023 because technically we've all done that four times now. It's four days into the year. So every single day you wake up, you have come back to 2023. And guess what? It's all <laughs> still on. fucked. Wait, wait. Where are you when you're not in 2023? <laughs> If I could answer that question, brother, I would be a billionaire. 
Are you in the ageless realm of dreamland? Like the like the early nineties, mid mid to early nineties, okay. like ninety two, right. ninety three. I oh yes, the end of history. It's Everyone where I'm a Viking. Thing. I was thinking if I could uh, if I could make a fake town and stop it in time, it would probably be around the mid mid nineties for me. I'm, I'm assuming yeah, that's a very personal choice, but it's like pre internet, pre or like really early internet and um, CDs. Right, we got we have decent audio quality. We have dvds yeah no mm, no late 90s no late 90s late 90s vcds i think at that like i forget what the format was that they were kind of messing around with before dvd but like it's called vhs yeah, video cd was out i mean if you mean mass market it was vhs to it was DVD. still vhs at that point okay VHS but, 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 i mean there fine. was nothing in the middle that was like even remotely popular i mean and video cd was pretty big in asia i understand yeah, there's a lot of but, like old anime stuff you could only get on VCD. But uh, over here, I'd probably have a couple of caveats for my weird stuck in the '90s town. Like, I would still would I want to? Do you at no. least want like DSL cable that's, internet? Well, there's no internet. Okay, I mean, well that's all right. That's a double edged sword because I, boy, there's no internet. There's no, also, internet. there's no internet there's, there's no internet mm. like no ordering mm. stuff online no, no. like mm. you got to go to a store that's a tough one or you gotta maybe, call somebody maybe there's life, an life internet, internet data huh? maybe there's like a library you can get it like you can go to the library oh yes there's stuff. still libraries in the 90s there's still not libraries in the 90s and they have one computer that's connected to the internet yeah, maybe the, not. The Conan O'Brien year in the year two thousand bits are still relevant. Then, yes, they're very funny. They're extremely funny. I, you know, there must be towns that lock themselves into years and are like, "We're not." We're like, uh, yeah, they're called gated communities. <laughs> but this one's only from the nineties, and it's very weird. It's I mean, some weird. of them would like to go back to the nineteen thirties in terms of uh, politics. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. I thought I thought you were going to say something different. Uh, gated communities. Mm-hmm. I would uh, how all right, here's my second question when mm-hmm. when is it inappropriate to to say happy new year uh, what like how far into the new year is it inappropriate to wish someone a happy new year I think the second you stop writing the wrong date on stuff that is when it is too late okay hmm. but I don't write the, who writes the date on anything anymore yeah sometimes you still have to date a thing if you're signing like an you know let's I mean I don't write checks really anymore yeah. but like sometimes you know, you like, let's say in our line of work, we have to right. sign an embargo sheet or something. They want uh, a date on that. Okay. I, mean, I, I write, I write a date on every recording that I make here. Yeah. But digital stuff doesn't count. Cause the date's right in front of you. Like it's, uh, it's right there. Yeah, you're still going to write that date into the file name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I saying say, the ah. second, the second you stop thinking it's the pr- the previous year, you have to stop saying new happy new year to people. That's, that's my decla- declaration. I'm going to say a week and a half. I'm right. going to say, that's, I'm going to say, yeah, sure. By about the 10th, it's like, you yeah. can't just be like, happy new year. That's like, come on, man. We're- Unless you're doing it ironically. And also, <laughs> also only if it's the first time you're speaking to the person that year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Double happy new year is probably never appropriate. Like you can't, you can't say happy new year. You already said year. that to me. Yeah. It's all, you've already wished me a happy new year. Now it's like, you're wishing me not a happy new year. Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me so much? Like, you know, I've got to talk to all the crossing guards and then when I got a coffee or something and. How many crossing guards are you talking to on average? Oh boy, oh brother! Uh, I understand it's volunteer work, but like, uh, how many are one, you churning two, through on a regular basis? One, one two. Th- well, there are like crossing guards on many corners, you know, so there's not the same spot. 
Mm-hmm. So one, two, three, four, five, five, Damn. five crossing guards. Why do you tip them all at Christmas too? Cookies. Okay. Yeah. You, you know more crossing guards than I interact with human beings face to face on a regular basis. Crossing guards are great. They know everything. They're like the, the, like the spies of the <laughs> suburban <laughs> community. They, they know all the dirt. They're like that guy in Penament whose entire job is just to burn shit. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. guy out there making yeah, the, the cold, cold, the cold, the cold, the cold guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just he knows everything, even though he's kind of out there on the fringes. And like they, you- they have a great network too because they could send information with kids from one crossing yeah, guard to another. Yeah, all they have to, to do another. is use their stop signs and different signals, <laughs> and they can communicate <laughs> so without using words. Semaphore. Just made me realize it's almost three years since work from home began for us. Obviously, not everybody is in that position. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, was it? It's March. Yeah, three years since the in-person yeah. Def Jam. Yes, uh, as it shall be known, but less then, than that since the second in-person Def Jam. No, since the Xbox the died. Since the Xbox yeah. died, I need to resurrect that thing at some point. Where were you on the day the Xbox died? I had a question uh, that is not related necessarily to the new year, but a, a piece of information that has come to light in my household. When okay. I was asking, my kids are back at school. And I was like, oh, you know, did you guys talk about what gifts you got, and you know, what gifts other people got? And my son said one of his friends got a 3DS. And I said, and he said, do we have a 3DS? I said, yes. And he said, can I have it? And I said, yeah. And I you said, sure you want it? I said, wait, did he get a, he got a, a, three, a new 3DS? And he said, yep. And he Hang said, on. Do you, by new, do you mean like new inbox retail factory that's, wrapped? That's or what mean, I meant. Or do you mean the branded new 3DS? He said he got a blue 3DS. A brand okay. new blue 3ds. I don't. I don't know if they were still putting new on the box as of the end of that. <laughs> the new new. So, so I'm looking. Kept- I'm looking right now on Amazon, and every one you can buy is refurbed. Refurb. Interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, here is a here is a new 3ds XL for 118 dollars 95 I hope that's not what happened. Uh, so it, my my thing was, I said, you know, I don't. He said, oh, uh, he's the. Uh, He's downloading like Kirby stuff, and I, I said, I don't even know if you can anymore. Does the, is the store still I open? I think the on eShop yeah. on the 3DS yeah. still works. Okay, yes, I, I believe that is. It the hasn't case. been it that long since that thing they stopped manufacturing that thing. It is. It is a little hard to keep track of. Like WiiWare is no longer available. Yeah. Okay. The, the eShop stuff, but I believe 3DS is still safe. It, it is a lot to keep track of. I mean, at some point they will announce the, that shit is all offline. I just don't think it's been long enough since they decided that was no longer a going concern for them. So also, I mean, I, I, I doubt the parents were aware of this, but that thing has been hacked so thoroughly at this point. They would certainly not be aware of that. Okay. Uh, uh, I wonder. <laughs> I suddenly had a vision of the parents being like, we've got to pay top dollar for the one that he can just pirate all the games on. Yeah, that, that's what they, right. They're like, oh, he's got every Kirby game on there. How does he have every Kirby game on okay, there? Okay, so here's the news on that. I'm, I'm updating this because I, okay. I thought I remembered maybe they had announced something. Uh-huh. So, this was, I think this was in that news when they were talking about some upcoming uh, eShop discontinuation stuff. As of May 23rd, 2022, it is no longer to use a, uh, you're no longer able to use a credit card to add funds and account on a Nintendo eShop on the Wii U or the Nintendo 3DS family of systems. That's right. So you can't buy anything, but you can download stuff you bought. Yes. And as of August 29th of last year. Uh, you can no longer use a Nintendo eShop card to add funds to either of those. Either. Okay, so you're yeah, cleaning no, no. out your funds. 
You can still uh, redeem download codes until March 27th of this year. Yeah, that that's the actual end date on the support page is that you can't <laughs> buy anything in that eShop for the Wii U or the 3DS after March 27th. So they better get on that shit right now. So he did he did say he's got carts. And I said, he's got, wait, are you, is he downloading or has he got carts? He's like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, okay, well, either way, I need to talk to this friend. He comes yeah. over. I'm going to talk to him. I need to figure out what the, what the this, what's going this on. This shit here. fall off the back of a truck. How did you, how did you come into possession of it? Because a, a, a 3ds XL is fairly recent. That's like five years. Yeah, in that range. And what's the one that never folded? The 2ds. The 2ds. Okay. Yeah. He said it was a. He said it was a actually one. I, I, there was, I believe, there was eventually a clamshell 2DS. <laughs> okay, but the original uh, 2DS model was the one that did not fold. Okay, the original. There was yes, yes, the original. There was a clamshell 2DS. I need yes. to. All right, I need to. I need more. They I need did more a lot of hardware refreshes on that thing. Okay, jeez, I, I could be wrong about that. The only 2DS I ever saw was that one I think Abby got for the studio, which was like the. Um, one that had like the USB output on it that she was going to do. I don't that. think I have ever actually put a 2DS in my hand. I don't think that has happened. <sighs> yes, they did. They did make a clamshell 2DS. Okay, man. So I, here's here's maybe the wilder thing. It would be the second of his friends that I know that has a 3DS and in active rotation. Oh, you can't get rid it's of a that good thing. System. It's a good system. No one's yeah. disparaging the system here. It's, uh, it's it's the third pillar of Nintendo product offering. The other friend the plays DS. Mario Maker on it uh, most of the time, which is like mm. okay, good. It's a good one with the stylus on there in the in the whole business. But yeah, three D. If I were to draw some conclusion, is it is that the Switch did not supplant the three DS in the mm. in the hands of ten year olds. I there are more three DSs now coming in and out of my house than portable switches. Yeah, they're smaller. They're they smaller. got little hands. It makes they sense. Sneak into a backpack to school easier. It's uh, the battery I, I just, lasts longer. I, I just can't get over the first question in this Q and A on the support page about yeah. all the stuff shutting down. Which is why is this happening? <laughs> this is part of the natural life cycle for any product line as it becomes less used by consumers over time. Like there's a real Aww, like there, there's there's a real death as a part of life vibe definitely. to that answer. Yes, <laughs> it's part yes. of the natural life cycle. Yes. For any online infrastructure that we no longer wish to pay to maintain. It's like uh, like somebody found a, a bird that fell out of a nest. Why did this yes. happen? Yes. Why does God make consoles not for sale anymore? Well, yes, the, the classic, the, I, the, my favorite ca- classic Calvin and Hobbes storyline when Calvin finds the injured baby eShop uh-huh. and they bring it home and put it in a shoebox and try to nurse it back to health. You can't. It's part of the cycle. Uh, that kid should watch the um, Atari 50 where they discover the first product life cycle and, and all the mistakes that were made. Uh, that's maybe one of my favorite parts of the Atari 50 um documentary part is them all talk about like this never happened before we really yeah. didn't know what a gaggle to do. of 70 year old men being like we didn't know what we were we, doing we didn't there, know no we one had doing. done this shit before <laughs> we didn't know we needed another one we weren't sure we were all 25 and on drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> no there were no drugs in my office all right folks we're going to talk about some video games today mostly it's going to be about the games we played during the break. Some of those games will include games like Pentiment, in the case of the Golden Idol, Card Shark, Grounded, some Vampire Hunt, Vampire Hunt, Vampire Survivors, mm-hmm. uh, amongst other things. Not amongst us. Amongst other things. But first, before we get to that, I forgot 
we had the biggest upgrade possibly in the life cycle of the PS5 happen in this household and maybe others. Yes. More hard drive space. More storage happened. We, we all bought drives for the PS5. We did. We've, up, we've upgraded. Brad Shoemaker, you have installed your drive on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being uh, a... Uh, uh, you had, I guess, what would one be in the self-installation? Your console caught on fire. You, yeah, you had to you had to return the thing and get a mm. new thing, and it's it's a nightmare. And you're still with one being you're still working on it because of horrible problems. And your ten console being like, has a hacking cough now. You 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 bricked your console. Yeah, you, one you bricked your console, but user error. Uh, and ten being like it could not have been easier. Where would this fall? Um, hmm, gosh, maybe a. F- Seven, seven. I was gonna say a nine was, or ten. It's the, it was painless. the uh, The only thing that was hard about it was that I put aftermarket plates on my PS Five. Oh, the and white. not Sony ones. I put the D brand dark plates on there, which actually have oh. a different shape from the Sony ones. Oh. Are they harder to get off? And it was a little bit harder to get those off just because okay. I couldn't remember how I would. I couldn't remember where the release was and quite how to slide it off. But, yeah, and you don't want to break the tab. Yeah. Once I, I basically went and watched an install video on those things and went in reverse, and I was like, oh, that's where you release that. So, yeah, once you get the plate off, the the plastic plate, to be clear, yeah. it's just one little metal plate with a screw. And then if you know how to install an M2 drive after that, it's oh, okay. pretty, pretty straightforward. I'm going to knock it down to a nine, but I knew this going in. The one thing that threw was weird. It didn't throw me for a loop because I saw a video of it before I did it is the um, mounting, I don't know what you call it, the post for the M2 drive comes off. It like yeah. comes off with the screw. So just be aware, if you're if you're used to PC M2 drives, usually the post screws into the hole, and then you rest the M2 drive on it, and then you screw it in. This thing flow, free floats that one just, in there. It just sits in there. <laughs> yeah, it sits in there, and then kind of screws in with the screw. It's a little weird. But yeah, uh, do you, you put the metal plate back on. I was uh, over yeah. the M2 drive. I was kind of I debating... Saw- I saw some, I actually saw some people online who leave that metal, the little metal plate housing thing yeah. off because the, the drive is secured in there with the screws so and the drives that we got, you linked gonna, them. They had heat sinks and yeah, uh, they got heat sinks. So we, we, we all got the, the, the Western digital that Mark Cerny has promoted before. Uh, um, I think, I think there are technically faster drives out there now, but that one is, I moved some stuff compatible. and I moved it about, I don't know. It must've been about 250 gigs. Uh, over to it, and it took about fourteen minutes, maybe. It's very fast. It was very fast from drive to fast. drive, uh, and I was very, uh, very happy with that. That what was, uh, what was what was your benchmark? Six something, six, six sixty five. Yeah, maybe around there. It was, I mine, can't remember all the, it's all the numbers. Mine, mine came up at about sixty five hundred. Yeah, that's probably per second. There. Yeah, read speed when I installed it, which it's cool. They benchmark it. They they say as long as it's above fifty five hundred, you're good. Okay. But that drive, the drive claims up to seventy three hundred, and I was like, "Wait a minute, damn, what's going Uh-oh. on here?" You didn't grease it before you put it in there. But yeah, every I, I found, I went to the Amazon page, and there were eight hundred pictures of people posting screenshots of their benchmark that were all right around sixty five hundred. So. Okay, uh, can you benchmark it afterward? Can I? Do I don't it again? think so. Okay, I think it only does it when you install it and format it. I could be wrong. Okay, uh, so uh, and it's only uh, game stuff, right? There's save data and everything else still stays yes, on the internal. I be- believe that's right i think i think even like videos and photo and, and screenshots have to stay on the system storage well 
just in time for me to get into Call of Duty stuff again and then mm. um, take up most of the uh, new drive. The new drive. I, I, oh man, I have the glorious moments of just going through my library and downloading everything, everything, everything. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, I just filled up all of that new storage. <laughs> Oops. It's, uh, it can go quickly. I, uh, mm. I just moved the active stuff over to it so that, um, I don't know. I just wanted to like give some breathing room back to that internal drive because it was yeah. at, it was at the point where my son kept being like, can I play miles Morales? I'm like, you can't. I got, yeah, totally. like, no, nope. I got no I one can. No, sorry. Totally. Uh, I guess it, I'm not, I'm yeah. not deleting. I've been deleting basically games on like a three month cycle at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if I have not played it in three months or I have finished it in that time, it's it's gone. Yeah. I was, I was at the point where every time I got a new PS five game, I had to delete something. It's why I was getting so many platinums just so I could, <laughs> I could finish mm-hmm. them up and mm-hmm. then delete them. Be like, I got the yeah. platinum. I'm good. I need to get out. I need, I, had, I have to do another pass now. Cause like I said, I filled it all up and then at some point I'm going to have to be like, you know what? <laughs> I probably don't need Godfall installed. No, you do not. I probably don't need Godfall or Borderlands 3. Probably probably do not. Or, you know, nothing nothing against Gearbox, but... Like, I took Stray off. Like, games I finished, I was like, I'm not going to go back to Stray anytime soon. I took that off and did not make the move over. But yeah, that's that's the PS5. If you're looking to get in there, what's the drive again, Brad? So people can know. Uh, It's 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 that Western Digital Black. Okay. SN850X is the one we got, but I don't want to want to sound like we're shilling for somebody. No, I I know there's a lot of confusion about compatibility out there too with it. Yeah. I'm sure people will. Yeah, there's. Yes. We make no claim to to if it is, you know, going to fail in a month or so. We just caught it on a good sale. There's a ton of drives out there that are more than fast enough these days. Uh, uh, while, while you're while we're talking about deleting games, I yeah. confirmed they they patched out that exploit that lets you get the Callisto Protocol Platinum very easily. So, oh, oh you try. In case you're interested in deleting that as well, so you Ew. can't. Is it that you can't switch difficulties on the last boss? Well, so number one, apparently the glitch was that you had to start the game on the hardest difficulty, and then you could drop it the, uh, as soon as you got into the game. But it had uh, to be started on the highest difficulty, and then when you got to the last boss, you just had to put it back up. Oh, okay. And fight the boss, and even then, they were like, if it doesn't work the first time, <laughs> reboot your console and reload the autosave, uh, and then after the credits roll, then it'll probably pop the second time. So wait, did you beat it? But, or you never started well, on hard? No, I never I never okay. did the preamble, but also they patched that exploit out. So okay. Uh, we'll wait for the new game plus. Away. Get that new game plus. All right, let's get into the games we got into this. Uh, well, this I'd say this past uh, week and a half during the break. Uh, let's start with Pentiment, a game. Alex, you finished. I mm-hmm. finished. Brad, have you are, are you deep in the in the Pentiment? No, I got a few hours into it, but I haven't really gone back to it since the kind of couple weeks after it came out. Uh, I think, I think. I like it better. Sorry, yeah. just real quick. I think there we will have to talk a little bit about some story structure stuff to kind of get into what we want to say. We are not going to spoil the story for you, but like there are elements of like how that game structures itself that I think we have to talk about here if we're going to do this. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah we'll try and avoid This is my warning to everyone. Okay. Um, I liked it better after I finished it. I think yeah. I think it wrapped up. I was I was just kind of dragging in the let's call it the third act uh, at the beginning of the third act, being like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff to do here again. But I really liked how it wrapped up, and it it drives home what I suspected was its point that you're not going to make the right decisions. Like you're not 
you're not going to be it's not that kind of game it's not that kind of game yes. no it, it's a story that is like you know they build it very much as this murder mystery and you're investigating this murder but like the murder is an inciting event and an important thing that is sort of part of this larger story about this village and these people that live here tassing. and tassing yes tassing and the thing is your main character uh andreas like Obviously, he's very important to where that story goes, but it's not a game about him specifically. And as it rolls along and it kind of unfurls that nature, especially as that third act kind of kicks off and it's, it sort of changes some perspectives around. I think that stuff is done in a really deft and, and like exciting way. Like, I think they, they did a really good job of like giving you a lot of buildup that feels like it is one kind of game. But when it does kind of shift, it doesn't feel like it's pulling the rug out from under you so much as like kind of just opening up a perspective of like, oh, this is what this is actually about. And what this game is about is about stories. It's about history and it's about the way that those things shape and reshape depending on who builds on top of those things. Yes, it is. Um, it's still not without its faults, or at least in my my opinion, without some problems in in the gameplay, and also I think in some of the storytelling. But it's a strong enough landing at the end that I mm-hmm. I kind of came back around. Not that I ever really disliked it, but really to really enjoy my time with it, where I didn't feel like it was wasted or or you know being being abused. Where do you think it faltered for you? I still have problems with the um, time it takes to go around and talk to everyone. I, I still think that is too laborious. And, um, you know. Yeah, for a small village, it does take a while to get around there. It takes a while to run around to go to screens where sometimes you'll just go into a screen and somebody will just say, hey, Andreas. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I just ran all the way over here for a hey, Andreas. I, I'm going to go run back and check all these you know, these five other screens just to make sure somebody is not there. Who's going to give me a little bit more information about what I need to do or to fill in some gaps or, you know, the game will tell you pretty much it'll mark on your map, the main points you want to be Mm -hmm. at, but there's a lot of side stuff. You could, you maybe want to fill in before you go to those points. And so that that stuff is just flavoring, but some of it is, but not all of it. Yeah. Uh, so that, that stuff, I found a little tedious and um, sometimes the conversations with people were long, mm-hmm. you know, and like, you know, getting through some of the text was not that wasn't tedious. It was just kind of went on longer than I would have liked in, in mm-hmm. some places where it's like we I get it. We could we could kind of move through some of this stuff, but sure. the. I never got a full sense of who everybody was and maybe a, a tree, a family tree on like one of the back pages of the journal would have helped me out a little bit better too, because, um, uh, you know, just finding everyone it's, it's some of that stuff just takes a while. Like when you're in the, um, when you're in the appendices of your kind of journal, looking at people, it even takes a while to like scroll through the people and, and find the person you're looking well, there's for. There's a lot and, of characters. Is the there's thing. a lot like, of characters. And, and sometimes a surprising gener- number of those actually get some like significant story beats, even if it aren't made necessarily made part of the main plot. Like they have information or like are part of a tertiary thing that you do kind of need to know about. Yeah. And like you, you sometimes I feel like it would help me in the narrative to know exactly at the time of somebody's talking 
what their relationship, what this person's relationship is to the rest of the town. Sometimes I would forget like, Oh, who are you again? Shit. Fuck. I forgot. I forget. Yeah. Which I forget family are you a part of? Yeah. I forget. Cause they, people, people are all kind of all over the place. <laughs> Made me feel like for a second you were role playing the like extremely stuck up aristocratic version of Andreas. Yeah. <laughs> who are you again? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I would sometimes forget, you know, you choose, and this is a, this is a minor quibble, but I would sometimes forget what, stat was being used from my character creation role of um you know it would show the symbol and i'm like i don't remember exactly what this head with the planets orbiting around it means but uh i'm gonna pick this one because i think it's a special uh a choice i could do so some little stuff like that is uh, uh some of my quibbles with it but the biggest one was just it felt like i was sometimes doing more work than being entertained i was i was it felt um Again, laborious in some spots. It yeah. sounds like, you, Alex, you really loved it. I do. Do you have any sense of, of how, like, I mean, I guess you just have to straight up compare notes to answer this question. Like, how different your endings are? Like, how much can change? I mean, you know, there's like half a dozen decisions in the character creation, and then you make a bunch of decisions throughout the story. Like, it seems like there could be a lot of branching. I, so the thing is, I don't think the story itself really shifts that much. I think that there are outcomes that you will like there. The, the game has a way of kind of displaying what some of those outcomes are in the credits or in like the final sequence. But those things don't really matter in the grand sum of like the main story beats that take place. The main, the biggest events, the biggest inciting events in that story are going to happen one way or another. How you navigate through those spaces, what the relationships you have to the characters that are involved in those events can change, but the stuff that's going to happen is going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like you said, it's a story about I mean, this is right in the name, so it's, you know, in, mm-hmm. pent- in Pentiment or Pentimento, which is, you know, basically you're layering stories on stories. Yes. You're, you're just, you're layering. Stuff in the margins. Mm-hmm. Well, not even stuff in the margins. It's not the illumination oh, stuff. Oh, right, right. It's, yes. It's, sorry. it's the kind of revealing a layer to reveal yes. another layer and, and all of that stuff, like sediment, you know, it's like. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's that is that is the thrust of this whole tale. Yeah, I mean, again, the, they and they emphasize this pretty early on. Like Tassing itself is built upon a bunch of old Roman ruins that has its own history and its own story. And then there were pagans that were there before even the Romans showed up. So like, yeah. a lot of the town's history is just layering, you know, paint on top of paint on top of paint of like yeah. mythology and stories and family knowledge and all that kind of stuff. And so I I, I think by the end when that really comes into focus. Uh, of what is going on here Th- that's when i it all maybe the work i had put in felt like it really paid off in that yeah. game and it was very satisfying and they do some really nice story stuff i think at the end to make it a satisfying conclusion totally from, from what i played through though there are some again going back to some minor things in the last bits uh, and Alex, you and I have talked, I'm not going to spoil it, but in the last bit, you and I talked off camera. I wish there was a little bit more of expositional text with some other things there, because I had forgotten some of the choices I had made mm-hmm. throughout my time of the game, which is a pretty lengthy game. It's yeah. a, it, it goes on. It for probably a bit. took me about 15 hours. I'd say to get through the whole thing, maybe even a little oh, less, but I feel like it was more for me. I should look up uh, exactly what it was, but fun game. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think there's some stuff I wish was a little faster or snappier or, or move, but that just might be that game. It's a, it's I think, a kind I of think it's all very deliberately game. that way. Yeah. And, uh, 
their hook with the different texts styles and the uh the way they write out the text while i think it's novel um i think brad i think you mentioned this too at some point maybe during the game of the year stuff i'm not sure i would have put as much weight on it is uh, if you hadn't come back and, and a lot of their videos hadn't been specifically about yeah it's how much a style work choice more than anything yeah. else i feel like yeah so uh it it didn't seem uh, there might be layers i'm missing in in some of those things but when it works it works there are a couple of pretty decent reveals with that that use that mechanic and and that really works but um aside from that it's it's neat it's, yeah. it's a it's a neat mechanic but i wouldn't say anything truly hinges on it no uh and i, I like and i like the story they told in yeah. the end i, I think by the a, end i was very very into what they were doing yeah yeah there, it, it actually has a pretty um steep um or i should say a, a rapid story pickup at a point like you hit up like things kind of plod along for a while and then it, it like goes and then you're, you're like on a on a cart I, I don't necessarily agree that it plods. I was pretty engrossed in what was happening even before it kind of got to the turn. Uh, okay. But I think, yes, I do think that like business certainly picks up at that point, and like that I was super like I'm going to finish this right now yes. as soon as that that started. Yeah, yeah. But I was into like the you know the perspective shift and kind of the early goings of that stuff. And okay, you know, I kind of I, I I caught wind early on that like some of the murder mystery stuff, like in terms of like what you decide to do, who you decide to accuse, that kind of stuff doesn't have a, like you made the right choice. You made the wrong choice kind of stuff to it. But yeah. that I think, I think that more than justifies that aspect of it by the time it gets there in the end. Like it's not about that. It's not about you making, you made the correct choice. You did the yeah. right thing. It's more about you are literally just doing the best you can with the information you have. And you could be wrong, mm -hmm. but that's the point. Yes, that is the point. And, and it, again, it makes it clear by the end that that is the point. So, uh, yeah, Pentiment. Thumbs up. Big uh, thumbs really like up it. from me. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's 20 bucks, 20 bucks. And it's on, or, still uh, on Game Pass. Still on Game Pass if you're, um, if you're out there. You're one of those people. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm not being judgy here. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back with a couple of other games that we have gotten to recently. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day, my busy schedule, your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. 
Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we are back. I've got two quick ones here that I'm just going to mention because I think they're worth mentioning and I really enjoyed them. One is The Case of the Golden Idol. It's a PC game came out in October. It's uh, 18 bucks on Steam is where I got it. Though I think everything's on sale now. If you catch that sale, though, sale might be over. No guarantee. Fifteen twenty nine. All right, there you go. Is a winter sale still happening? Yes. Winter sale. Some kind of sale is happening. Some kind of sale is always happening. It's true. There's a New Year's sale. There's a (laughs) fucking, yeah, there's all kinds of shit. Uh, The case of the Golden Idol very much looks like uh, a a kind of a early Mac Macintosh game. Yeah, wow. This is a weird art style. It's not, yeah. It's like, it's got, it's got, if if folks remember, it's got that kind of, um, it's not quite, uh, I wouldn't say pixel art. It's got that real, like hypercard kind of almost. Yeah, so like, it's like, it's rast- like d- rastered to it with a capital yeah, R. Mm-hmm. It's got this dithered look to it. Yeah, it's not. It's not like traditional like PC VGA graphics like you would see in most point and click adventure games. It's yeah, it's chunky, and I really liked it. Some some some. I'm trying to think how do how do I say this? Like maybe a bit adjacent to clip art. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it's um, it's a kind of point and click text detective game where you get a scene and then you get um by examining the scene you kind of get a bunch of verbs nouns adjectives and stuff and then you have to yes there's a photo hunt game uh you you can turn off the the things that tell you where to click so it is you can hunt in the in the picture Hmm. i turned them on because i did not want to do that uh but uh you click underlined text and it'll be added to your I don't know what you call it, your verbiage, your your the stuff you can use later on to basically mad libs the scene together in the proper way. So hmm. you'd say like um, you'd find a letter that says, "Dear Brad, I want to write you and congratulations on your new PlayStation Five storage." Right, and you'd cook Brad out of there. Now you have Brad in a thing. Later on, you might be like, "Brad." Uh, went to the ice cream store. You know, later on, you're putting it all yeah, together to try and piece out what happened in the scene. Some of these screenshots are all like Oscar Wright got into Henry yes. Green's room through the trapdoor. Yes, right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of that, and um, there's a logic you kind of have to apply where at some points you'll get stuff, letters that say, you know, Oscar Wright never never eats with his left hand, but was seated at next to this person at the table. And then you're kind of putting these Leighton-esque things together to solve uh, this tale, which is actually kind of neat tale that spans at least a generation or so of <laughs> occult madness in the, let's just say mm-hmm. in like the 1700s uh i think it's 17 is it 1700s yeah, got a, I, I don't know what the date is but it's definitely got like a kind of powdered wig yeah sort of thing going on uh it's neat i liked it a lot i finished it up uh it's not super long you know obviously depending on how quickly you puzzle some of that stuff out but it's fun and, and a little silly and i like 
the style it has i like the mechanics it has and i like the story it's telling uh that's pretty that looks neat i'm i may click download now it's cool I, it's a thing i, I if uh, for the grab bag we wind up streaming i might show a little bit of it uh and and start a new game or something because it's um i finished it up i want to see more in this style it's maybe like a little Oberdin adjacent mm-hmm. let's say sure kind of, kind of vibes of there uh, the other game I wanted to mention quickly here that I think is worth checking out, and thanks to everybody also who has mentioned this on the Discord, along with the Case of the Golden Idol as a great game, Card Shark. Do you guys have you guys heard of this? No, until you mentioned it. No, it, I think it's put out by Devolver Digital. It's um, it's also got a really nice art style, but it's a game where you play as this um, uh, kind of younger young adult who doesn't speak in uh, also revolutionary france or or 1700s let's say i'm not sure my history is bad here but um uh and you are learning how to cheat at cards along with this um uh kind of uh uh let's say you're apprenticed to this master who you're learning how to cheat at cards but you're mostly so far from what i played cheating the aristocracy like you're 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 meeting people at all then <laughs> you're meeting people like Voltaire and stuff like that along huh. the way. And the whole thing is like learning how to be a card cheat where you're like, okay, here's how, and the mechanics and the quick time events are about palming cards and remembering cards in a shuffle. And it actually got to a point where it was getting a little too complicated for me because you have to remember, okay, you're going to take these five cards out of the deck. Make sure I always get the highest card in the deck order, but you have to remember the five cards you took out because you're going to put those cards back in the deck later on. So it was actually getting a little complicated and tough with some of the card shuffles and tricks, and there's some uh, um, timing events in it, almost quick time events in it, but it's really neat. It's it's, It's something I hadn't quite seen before. My son is way further along in it than I have. He loves it. Uh which I don't know if he's getting of any of the political drama in it, but he really likes the uh, card stuff. But also, it's hard. It's a difficult game. It's for people with better memories than I. Like, I just, you know, I'm like, I'll take out five cards, and then five seconds later, be like, I do not remember anything that I took out. Was that a queenus? I don't know. I just blew it. We lost all our money. Uh, it's neat. It's called Card Shark. I think that one's $20 as well. Uh, I have it on PC, but it might be on Switch. Uh, it's, it's a neat game with a neat atmosphere that I recommend checking out at least some videos of it. Uh, maybe we'll show that off during the grab bag as well. This, this animated gif of, I can't tell. It's, I, I, it can't just be a mirror or something on the table where you're like passing a card yes. over and there's something reflective and you can like very subtly see which card because the card is turned over. Yeah. And you'll have but to remember those see the reflection of what the card is. Is it, yeah. is it telling much of a story like the steam steam page says 18th century France, but like actually explicitly says, uh, where's the line? But cheat your way to the top of 18th century French society. So, but, I mean, is, is there actually much of much of an actual story or is it more like backdrop? So I think there is a, a, an actual story. I'm not far enough along into know where where it goes. But um, if you want to correct my history here. It uh, it sounds like it is is beginnings of some kind of revolution. So I don't yeah, know when the, the French Revolution, revolution. Was like 1790s. So it it sounds like you are in the beginnings of a like a fomenting revolution. And again, you're kind of cheating a lot of the aristocracy out of money and part of um kind of traveling uh, a disenfranchised people who are or you know kind of pooling your money together from the cheating and, and working your way up to. 
I don't know to what end, but I would assume I I'm projecting this right now to lead to the beginnings of some kind of uprising. Uh, it seems like things are at a breaking point, let's say, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. The, 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 the cheating and the card stuff is funny. Also, your character doesn't talk. So any responses are just facial expressions. You get like a choice of like three facial expressions, which is kind of funny. All right. Uh, quickly here. I beat grounded. I don't know if you guys remember that game, but I, Oh, that's right. I, I forgot. That's a game you can beat. Yes. I beat, I finished the story on grounded. Um, and I went back in, I did the holiday stuff, made sure I got my Christmas tree and oh, my wreath. I, mm, <laughs> yep. I guess there's always next year or this year. Uh, there will be, hopefully be a Christmas again. Uh, I have that stuff and then went in and uh, finished up everything I needed to get, finished the story, finished it with my kids, and then we turned on creative mode and oh man, what a what a fun time to go from a survival game where you're struggling with everything to creative mode where now you just have unlimited everything. And we, the first thing we did was just build a gigantic castle in the middle of a lake. Uh, does it, does it let you creative mode your existing like adventure save or do you have to start a fresh world? Oh, you know, we just started a fresh world just because we could get back up to where we were in seconds. It, like it was, it's, I then also downloaded the, um, um, so in creative mode, you can unlock pretty much everything, but you can't necessarily give yourself like a thousand pebblets. Like mm-hmm. you can unlock the recipes that would use all those pebblets, but you'd still have to go get them. There's no, Interesting. there's, there's okay. no, there's nothing that would give you, uh, you know, a bunch of resources. So, so, I, and, you, so and you definitely can't just give yourself the ant club whenever you want. You can like do that. You can oh, do you that, can. but you basically just have to go build a workbench and then make the ant club and, and get that. But gotcha. You can't like, um, you can't necessarily do things that are, I don't know how to describe it. You, like some things require to have those, like the turret requires you to have the pebblet as ammo. So to get the ammo in your pouch, you can't just, you can't, since you can't build a pebblet, you can't, you'd have to go mine it and go get it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But you can build a thousand ant clubs cause it's something you can craft, but you can't craft a pebblet. So I wind up getting one of those like unity editors that's like give, you know, like a thousand pebblets and stuff. And like, that was, that was cool. I mean, that's a game that it's a local one, so it's not going online or, or shared or anything like that. But, um, uh, that was the first time I ever tried one of those like DLL injectors that sounded like super shady, but it seemed to be okay. And okay. Uh, is this the windows store, the Microsoft oh, yeah. store version, uh, version? It was the Windows Store version, yes. Huh, so interesting. I don't know if they'll be checking against my account for DLL violations. Huh? I am, I guess so. But yes, you cannot do it on the um, Xbox, and there were things. But we wanted those pebblets for the turret. My son wanted to build a target practice room, and uh, mining all the pebblets again was going to take too long. Do you feel like there's much payoff from the story? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. I do. I, I mean... I'm not that versed on taking a survival game to its completion. Like, I don't think I've ever, I can't think of a game I've done it for, uh, with a narrative, but I can't think of a lot that have, I mean, you know, some of them have like traces of story, but, uh, yeah, there, I think there is, I think in this one, there is a, there is a conclusion. There's like a boss fight and a whole, you know, end and, uh, a resolution and credits, you know, like you finish and then you, the, my biggest complaint about that narrative stuff is you reload back in before the end of the game. I wish there was like a post game. Oh, that's thing. weird. Yeah. Mm. So like you reload back in like before the last thing you do. And that's, that's always a bit weird. Like it, 
it feels like you have the suspended note hanging in your game that you have to go do something. Yeah, grounded survival mode's fun. I wish they would let you spawn stuff, but I get that they uh, the mechanics not there. They don't. Microsoft don't ban my account, and uh, I think the story is very good. I think that game is great. Going to be near the top of my, uh, or I think it'll be near the top of my top ten list this year. Maybe one day I will finish that game. I think. I mean, I think I talked about it in the game of the year. Like I'm probably going to pick it up with a different group of friends again soon. So I'm going to start it for the fourth time. It's long. I mean, it, is it mean, really? Oh yeah, I think it's long. I mean, maybe when you're playing with, yeah, you know, people that, um, like a, another group that is, <laughs> let's just say not ten and eight. It might things might go faster, but sure. uh, uh, it's oh, we were playing on mild and it was still there's still like a lot of grinding and you know getting stuff. Alex, did you play any more Vampire Survivors? You know, even if I hadn't told you uh, uh, that, yes, in fact, I did do that. That would have been a fair question to ask me, considering how last year went. Where did you play it? Where are you playing it? You're saying I still play on PC. Okay, so you didn't switch over to any of the Xbox stuff. No, I thought about that, and that seemed like a recipe for me literally never playing another video game again. Mm-hmm. As if, as long as I can keep containment to my PC, so when I boot up my console, I'm like, oh well, there's other games here I can play. If I see that on another thing, that's gonna fuck me up. So that's no good. Okay. But yes, no, I'm still playing on PC. I mean, the thing is, and this has been my my experience with that game ever since I first was introduced to it. Uh, I will go about a month playing like every other day for a little while, and then I won't play for a little while, like in a couple of months. Then I'll come back and I will have another big boost. I didn't play Vampire Survivors really until, like after 1.0, I didn't really play much until toward the end of December. But during the break, I played an absolute shit ton of it because I... They've now done that absolutely nefarious fucking thing where there is a checkbox on every character. And it's like, hey, which levels did you beat with this character? Oh, interesting. Oh, you only have two beaten with this character. Hmm. Maybe you should do some more. Oh, wow. Do they tie achievements to all that? So a lot of the unlocks aren't like there are some that are like, hey, get this character to level 50 or, you know, level 100 or whatever. But like not a you have to beat every level with every character as far as... And there might be a Steam achievement for it, but there isn't, like, an in-game unlock for that, I don't think. Sorry, did you say you did have the DLC? I do have the DLC. I have the DLC level. Okay. And so there are some unlockable characters that come as part of that. Um, I beat what I... I, Okay, so I still haven't beaten a vampire, but I beat a glowing mass of swirling heads and psychedelic background information or like info like design and that felt like a what was supposed to be a final boss fight but i feel like it isn't actually the final boss fight because that game seems like it is just a constant rug pull of yeah actually there's more you can do nice recent watch cast experience should have taught us that vampires can take many forms it's true forms yeah but i i've i've beaten i think I think every unlockable level with at least one character, but it's possible there's other stuff I just haven't found. I don't know. Can you survive the Grim Reapers for a little longer now? If I do all the things you're supposed to do, yes. Okay. Okay. That's all. That's my, that's my entry point. That's there are a, several steps involved, but yes. Some more Vampire Survivors for you on the horizon? I don't think I'm going to stop playing that game. Unless okay. someone takes it from me, and that is not me begging anyone to take it from me, but it is me casually hinting that at some point someone might need to do that. Fair enough. Brad, what'd you get up to though, over the break? Anything? Don't ask me that question. Uh-oh. We just Uh-oh. did. Uh-oh. No. Is it uh a- Well, yes. I choose not to answer. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, <sighs> did you defend anything? I played an alarming amount of Dota 2. So what do you think? How's, are you back in it? I, I The real reason I got back in there, I think, is just because there's a battle pass that's tied to the International, which happened two months ago, and there's okay. like a week left on it. Okay. And there was a whole bunch of like easy, low-hanging fruit to unlock on that thing. Uh-huh. Most of which I have unlocked at this point. I'll probably... I think it's a week from a week from today that thing ends, so I've got another week to get like five more levels on there and get the last treasure that is within reach for a game I don't play anymore. Did you did you find <laughs> a great uh, use of my break time? Did you find a good ramp back in? Like did you was there a little friction or was it like that no, like that turbo mode is like the the thing. <laughs> like it's dude those matches are like twenty minutes long. Where they used to be, what, like 40 or, or 50? Like minimum, like minimum 30 minutes oh, okay. for like a stomp, like if you got completely wiped. Oh, wow. Okay. Like it was still probably minimum, like under 30 minutes was like rare. I, I mean, I've had matches that went over 90. Oy. Those oh, were also gosh. pretty rare, but easily 45 minutes or an hour. Okay. But, dude, those just get in there and whip those things out. Like, and, and like, I, okay, I still ran into a little bit of toxicity here and there. Mm-hmm. but I feel like the prevailing attitude in those turbo matches is just like, ah, fuck it. Whatever. It's turbo. We're having a good like, time. I quite, quite literally had numerous people when like some, some shitty sniping at each other on the team was happening. People would be like, fucking whatever. It's turbo. Who cares? <laughs> just throw, throw and throw and cue again. Like who cares? Whatever. It's turbo. Like We're you 13 need- minutes into this match. Just like, fucking forget it, Bradley. Like, like it's straight, turbo. <laughs> it's straight turbo. Up, Straight up had, like, you know, I had the other team at one point was just like, hey, we're just idling in Fountain. Please just end. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like, totally. It's, it was, it's like, kind of chill, surprisingly. Huh. And as far as I know, they don't keep any match stats or record at all. They're unranked. Turbo is inherently oh, unranked. okay. It's not, because ranked matches, you can't do. Turbo is just faster for people who don't know. Sounds You just get gold and experience way faster and can just kind of whip through the match. Um... It's kind of nice. And it counts for battle pa- pass stuff yes. as well? Yes, uh, you get half credit for the battle pass. So, like, okay. if I need two matches for this weekly quest, I actually have to play four, but they go so much faster. Who cares? Okay. It's just it's just been nice to, for the most part, have, like, a pretty casual Dota experience where people are just like, whatever. Did it, But did it take you a while to ramp up to anything you've missed? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. New it's metas like or... You know, like that stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking... I'm, I'm useless. Like... <laughs> Half the items are new. I have no idea what the dude. What it, what is it even called? There's like a mage something, a mage basher, or what is that thing called? Mage slayer. Okay. As an example, like it's it's a weird thing where like they they very aggressively redesign Dota all the time. Whereas something like you know a Starcraft or like most games like that are much more iterative and like just balance patching and stuff like that. Like this game, they will just throw out items and be like, hey, there's six new items in this patch. Here you go. Mm. Unlike anything you've ever seen before. Okay. Or like just a, a ton of different little things now that I had no idea about. So I'm completely <laughs> useless. I apologize to the teams. Were you playing with randoms? On. I have gotten a couple of like definitely some side eye in a couple spots. <laughs> People go like, Hey, if you're new, maybe go play with some boss or whatever. Wait, I, is really somebody? Says, I definitely and I definitely was like, no, I'm not new. I just haven't played in five years. Okay, uh, that's uh, funny. It was pretty much the end of that conversation. Is it mostly it just, text chat or, or voice chat? Uh, I had one guy, one very jovial guy on on voice chat, proclaiming how high he was. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, he was playing Wish Doctor for anyone who cares. No notes. That match. Um, 
it's it was still a good time that's good i'm hey. glad you're having fun with it. that's the yeah. important uh, thing yeah. you come back to it like you know those addictive games the ones that are you know the monkey on our backs it's always dicey going back to it. it's like am i playing this because i'm enjoying it or am i playing it because i have some kind of weird brain slavish dedication to it so as long as you're having fun that's all that matters one of the items that was low hanging on the battle pass like i said is a free arcana which is a 35 dollars item mm-hmm. get it so i i have it i haven't decided which one to unlock yet okay. but i have a token for a free arcana i've basically made 35 dollars playing. that's before. right that's right you're, you're losing money by not playing do i do i want the ogre arcana or the juggernaut arcana i can't decide that's a choice only you can make it's that's, true that's right um anything else you want to get into I'll- also, they have a holiday map. That's the last ah, thing of course. Very, yes. very insidious. One of the other things they give you as part of the easy battle pass stuff is a free month of Dota Plus. <laughs> okay, what's Dota Plus? Uh, uh, it's, it's their subscription service, which has like all kinds of assists for making the game more approachable. Oh, okay, but also the holiday map is a limited time. You have to be a Dota Plus subscriber. So oh boy, real sucker for playing Dota on a Christmas. Well, it's, it's more just generic snowy. But anyway, my goodness. I am an easy fucking mark, apparently, is what I'm trying to say. Or you thought you enjoy Dota. Like, get it, in there. It could be both. Yeah. I, I, I don't see myself sticking with it past the end of the Battle Pass next week, but... Okay. It was... It was something to do. No, I'm not here. Last week. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I thought about talking about this before the break and just kind of didn't have time. I have been fiddling with Sky Children of the Light again a little bit. Now okay. that it's out on PlayStation. Uh, it is the it's the most recent game from that game company and Genova Chen. Okay. Of Journey and Flower and Flow fame. You remember them. I do remember them. Um, Sky was an iOS exclusive for like three years. We did a quick look of it back when we were still in an office, if that tells you anything. Um, it just came out on PlayStation in December. Okay. A um, couple days before the Game Awards. Still free? It's, yes, it is still free to play. Uh, it's like kind of Journey, but social. A social... Like a free to play social game, mm-hmm. and by social game I mean there's no combat. Like it's so like more free. social than Journey. It's yeah, because it's mad. It's like you know, there will be tons of people in oh. there with you at one time. It's oh, not like it may be matched with a person. Okay, it's a live game. Like it's not a linear story game. It is a a thing you're intended to come back and play all the time. Okay. Anyway, I went to that Aurora concert. That's in why the, I, in the game. That's, yes, the thing. If you if you watch the Game Awards and. Aurora is the, I think, Norwegian singer songwriter. That sounds correct. Who, who got up there with Jeff Keighley at one point during that thing and said, "Like, hey, I'm having a free concert in Sky tonight after the Game Awards. Come to it." Yes, Norway. Add, add Sky uh, to the list of games that have had a concert in. And and I was like, you know what? In-game concerts are a thing now. Maybe I should go check this out. And it was kind of cool. Audio quality just fine. It's, oh, perfect. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's not a live thing. She's not mm. in the studio performing. Mm. It's it's pre-recorded. Huh. But. It was kind of weird. They straight up throw you into an arena with thousands of other people all running around emoting and stuff and a stage. It's still but a then weird, once, but okay. Once, once the show started, it ports you to some like crazy, trippy audio visual experience thing where okay. I'm, I, I and 4,000 other people here are actually flying manta rays soaring through the sky to her, her stuff is very ethereal, as you might imagine. Okay. A lot of ecological themes and stuff, and it's a lot of, I'm an animal, now I'm another kind of animal. We are all flying around and heart emoting at each other as we fly. But it's custom for this event. Like yeah, the- you can go pull up a YouTube video, they okay. put the whole thing, it's like 45 minutes long, but... Oh, that's pretty long. 
it was a weird trippy experience and maybe i need to get out more <laughs> like i said working from home you don't see a lot of people but there was definitely a moment of like oh this is kind of cool me and a couple thousand people are all having this experience together what if, do you know how they're monetizing that at all um you mean the game in general or that yeah. concert no i mean well somebody's got to pay for the concert so i was wondering what the i think the concert is just promotional i don't okay. i didn't see any way to spend money against the concert event okay. itself it went for a month they were doing it every like three hours for oh, it just wow. ended a couple nights ago okay oh so she but, was yeah. artist in residence for a while there yes <laughs> yes she yes she did a month in vegas <laughs> <laughs> sky sky vegas um okay I, I didn't i didn't see a way to put money into the actual concert thing i think that was just supposed to be a draw so you couldn't people see into the game no like uh merch or or uh uh couldn't get like a t-shirt kind of it seems crazy that they wouldn't have something like that Maybe i don't know there was something yeah, that i didn't see I'm just curious i'm i mean there's like a, there's curious. a there's a 25 dollars journey pack you can buy for that game that has a bunch of like journey themed clothing and stuff in it okay so there is stuff kind of in the game oh yeah absolutely oh, okay. there's all kinds of cosmetics and stuff that you can spend money on i'm sure you can get your it is a mobile somewhere. product um t-shirts not really a game style though like maybe a scarf mm. a scarf mm. okay journey scarf would make sense yeah uh all um, right I, I keep i keep thinking about going back to it now that it's on an actual console and i don't have to play it on a tablet I might, I might, I might mess around with the actual base game a little more. Sky, Children of Light. It's, it it straight up has the sand from Journey and the sand skiing from Journey. Like it's remember that remember that like nice little like oh yeah specular highlight like speckly look to the sand in Journey. Mm-hmm. It one hundred percent is that again, and you can totally ski around on it just like you could if you want to play something that's an awful lot like Journey. What do you do? I don't know. You run around in a boat at people, and there's like environmental puzzles to solve, okay. and there's a lot of exploration. I like puzzles. I like exploring. and stuff. It's chill, uh, much like much like Dota Two Turbo. Sky is a chill game. It's chill. Hey man, it's just Turbo. It's just Sky. Yep. It's just Sky. Uh, very quickly here to wrap it up. I got into. I don't know what the timeline on this was. There's Call of Duty is kind of a black box to me at this point, but I got into uh, DMZ. Uh, so this is part of the War Zone 2.0. Yeah, you mean timeline in terms of like when that stuff came out? I don't. Is Call of Duty even was, tied to War Zone anymore? In, in yeah, yeah. That, that's real that stuff. All came out subsequently to Modern Warfare 2. Okay, so but I think I think DMZ came out even after War Zone. So I, I didn't own a, well, I'm, emphasis on did not own Call of Duty 2 or Modern Warfare 2. Sorry, I did not own Modern Warfare 2. The new, the new one, one the new not one. the not the yeah. one but then my older brother was was playing dmz because it's free on yeah. on warp zone and he's like this is kind of rad it's three people and like it's not really battle royale but it's kind of battle royale but it's kind of like the division stuff where you it's, had to you know get out of there yeah every everything i hear about it every time somebody pitches it to me is hey it's like escape from tarkov uh, so is, i is never really played say. that but that was always the that was always the battle royale for people who were serious about battle royales it's, it's <laughs> fucking crazy hardcore i have <laughs> yeah. thought about messing with tarkov for a very long time and i'm kind of afraid of it but. that always kind of scared me and but this is this seems a little bit lighter fare the thing i that drew me in to it was there's AI populating the map. There are yeah. re- there are real players in there, but there there are other squads of real players. But there's also AI in there, so you can you can go up against other combatants, but they might be AI which you can survive against, right? You can not every encounter is basically white knuckled, like oh my gosh, I, I got to hide in a bathtub. 
And so you can make progress. You can do a couple of missions, but there are other squads also doing missions on the map. And at some point, if you're like, we need to just get out of here, you can go to the exfil point and try and get out. But, you know, like uh, you might imagine, other people might be trying to get out too, and there might be a struggle over the helicopter uh, to get out of there. I really enjoyed it. And uh, to the point where I wound up buying the battle pass and uh, call it Modern Warfare Two to get um, uh, oh the game game the game game because there was like a deal with it's one of those I, maybe I'm the mark it's one of those things where you can pay for the battle pass if you make it through the battle pass and if you buy the game it was on sale during the the break it's it was like um, I forget what the cost was like eighty bucks that came with the game the battle pass and like a bunch of credits, like 55 uh, level skips in the battle pass. I was like, Oh man, if I do that, I basically pay for the battle pass halfway there on the thing. Can't afford not to buy this game. Can't afford not to. I'm losing money by not getting it. Uh, Plus it opens up the rest of the locked things. The other co-op things in the, in the war zone too. that, I don't know if you guys have been in that Warzone 2 menu in a while. Dude, yes. There's I, like so 800 I, I, things in there. Yes. I, I, also, I also have played a little bit of Warzone 2.0 with some friends recently. We, we wanted to play DMZ, but we're, there were four of us, and that uh, tops out at three, unfortunately. Uh, but straight up Warzone, obviously, you can take four in. Dude, those menus are out of fucking control. It is. It is the busiest <laughs> online live game type interface for quests and equips and unlocks and cosmetics and battle passes and the whole shebang that I have ever seen. Maybe I'm being a little hyperbolic here, but I I, I went and investigated because we had been talking about possibly doing some stuff with it, and I find it upsetting to look at. (laughs) It's a little little disturbing. It's irritating to my existence that it is like that. I'd like... It was pretty late at night, and I was halfway through a beer when we were playing, and I saw those menus, and I was like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I said, man, I mean, it's almost it's almost bedtime. I don't know if I can get into this right now, but it, we went for it. It also has this like um, it also has this kind of like Russian nesting doll quality where you'll go into a, a thing, and then that menu explodes into another like million mm-hmm. things, and then you go mm-hmm. into one more thing there, and so eventually, I'm just like when my brother's playing, I'm like, dude, just pull me in. I'm just on the, I'm on yeah. the surface. I'm floating on the surface of the water. Just throw me a line wherever you are, and I will try and, and come into wherever just you are. Get me the fuck I, out of here, man. Because I cannot find, I cannot find you right now. Just, uh, you know, just give me a thing. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's also it, it's they say it's in beta DMZ. It it works. It plays. There are some uh, kind of hinky bugs here and there where. You're ninety percent. You're in the game, but if you want to join somebody, you want to be like, "Oh, join this player." It's gonna be like they're in a game. You can't, and it's like, "Oh, well, then there's queue for when they're out of the game." I I don't want to sit here and you know keep pinging them. Uh, so it, it's it's neat though. It, it's yeah, a- I'm 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 looking forward to trying it. I think we're gonna we're gonna stream some of it. I, yeah, I like that kind of PVEVP thing is more my speed these days than like a pure PVP. Like, Same like here. I, I enjoyed the Warzone that we've played so far, but man, like people, this is very old hat to say. People are very good at the game. They're super um, serious, and and, this, and I've had I've had a lot of goofy run-ins in DMZ that feel fresh to me. Like mm-hmm. uh, okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, um, some like um the 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 kind of fun mix of oh we're up against this AI stronghold, but there's a car coming, and these are players. What do you want to do? Do you want to like? Uh, engage them with the the stronghold, like bail out of this thing, hunker down. Like those kind of decisions are fun because AI adds a twist on the map. Yeah, uh, yeah. One, one thing I'll say for Warzone is like kind of shocking how 
survivable it is or how many opportunities you have to get back into the game. Like the gulag coming from like, you know, I mostly played PUBG as my battle royale experience is like 90% PUBG. Yeah, mine too. Um, and that game is just extremely harsh, like one and done, you're out yep. type stuff, you know, and like I, we had matches where I felt like I got pulled back in after dying like three times before it was over, you know, from like from going to the gulag and being able to win that and get back in to like your I believe your teammates can collect enough money to buy you back yeah. in or those things might be related. I forget. And there's like getting down to the final circle type stuff that I think can resurrect people like it's it's kind of cool. So DMZ mixes some of that up where <laughs> this is also interesting. Instead of the circle closing, circles expand out from certain places where there's this kind of like radiation thing that expands out and starts covering up the extraction points. And so you've got to find the ones that are still available huh. as radiation spreads outward instead of inward. And um, you can res your teammates. You can if you just walk up to them, you can you can pop them back up. Um, there's a there you can self res if you have the right uh, revive if you have the right thing. It's also pretty survivable. And I think that's why I like it. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll hopefully check some of that out. Yeah, the DMZ mode particularly. I'm excited to see that. I mean, the key question for me is: Do you lose stuff between matches? Like, do, first of all, do you carry stuff over? I mean, the whole Tarkov so, thing is is like you can die and just lose everything you have. So here's the okay. So here's the weird thing. It's the thing I don't love. But all right, you have your Call of Duty. Let's call it your Call of Duty gun slot, right? The yeah. weapon that you're like, okay, here's my Call of Duty gun. I've got my mods on it. I've got whatever on it. If you bring that into a match and you don't make it back out, it goes on lockdown for like an hour or two, right? Mm. You get different slots. But if any found weapon you take out with you, you can use when you come back out. So there's they call them contraband weapons. So you bring those out with you. And those you can use back in the game. So there's a mix between like, oh, I found this like sweet contraband weapon. I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I'm going to bring it in and use it. So most of the time, my weapon, my main weapon's on lockdown. Uh, but every time you uh, exfil, that that goes down. The timer goes down. So if you do better, that timer reduces. Huh. Okay. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, timed lockdown kind of feels a little bit like a half measure to me. But on the other hand, it's a mainstream enough game. Like, come on, I guess but, they can't they can't just take people's good weapons for. Yeah. So they don't take them away. You will lose your contraband weapon, though, if you lose that when you don't get out. But, I, you know, sometimes I don't mind just going like there's AI in the game. Right. So I don't mind just going in with my fist, punching the first guy and getting getting a gun and being like, all right, okay. we should play this. That you yeah. that that line just sold me. I mean, I wanted to play it anyway, but we should check this out. I mean, um, maybe later. Maybe we should check out Tarkov. Oh, man. I don't know. That's still scary. That's still frightening. I don't me. know. Tarkov. Also, I, 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 I mean, I will just say it before we move on. Like the fact that you need a whole separate account and launcher and everything to get Tarkov is like kind of a barrier to entry. Tarkov was the game where I would tell uh, this one person who was at the uh, CBSI office, I was playing Battlegrounds. He's like, you ever played Tarkov? <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> like no, it no, absolutely like, has that kind of yeah. tone to it. Oh, you're playing Battlegrounds? You ever get into Tarkov? Mm. Oh, man. I'd be like, no, you, you want to get into the oh, real you shit? You want to get into the real shit. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it is that, and it's like once people are in, they never play anything else. Like, it, yeah. it feels like that kind of game that, that it's the only game that people play. It's that or uh or people are people playing Tarkov and people are playing uh was it Hunted the 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 one that we went back to Brad the uh, oh Hunt Showdown yeah Hunt Showdown they're they're all in they're just playing Hunt Showdown forever all right let's take a quick break here we'll come back with some news before we're all done here there is still news to report on so stick around we'll be right back. 
This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. That's a, a, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this- to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? I might have gotten around to say that in a shorter way. I, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And the things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. Uh, and sometimes, occasionally, a knife uh, that will go inside a kit that is themed because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only gonna pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. And we're back. News happened. Brad Shoemaker, you gone out there. You put your news hat on. Read these I, news stories. I have no news hat. No news clear. hat. Okay. It's a, it's more of like a, a took. Is that what they call it? The took? Took. Tuke? 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 A news tuke? You put your news is tuke it, on? Is it like a toboggan? Yeah. It's yes. a to- you put your news toboggan on. It's the Canadian toboggan. I see. Uh, hey, listen. We all can't make the news. Not, not a reporter. Not, not a reporter. We want to be 100% here. clear here. We're mouthpieces. Uh, but what can you share of the news that you have found out there? Well, my sources tell me. Yeah, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good start. Not a reporter. No, I just, I went out and looked. It's been three weeks at least since we did a podcast where we talk about news. Three weeks since you did a podcast about news. No. It's not more. Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Two weeks. That's it. We did the game of the year. Let's let Brad actually report the news. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't want to keep doing this. Not a reporter. Um, Just looked around for some stuff we missed in that that interim Uh uh, and came up with four things. Basically, hey, it's the holidays. Not a lot going Mm -hmm. on. Except... Yes. With the FTC, six days, seven days before Christmas. Five days. Six days? 19th. 19th would be six days. Before Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. The makers of Fortnite are paying an epic amount of money. Oh, God. Are you sure sure you're not a reporter? In order to to, uh, settle a legal complaint from the Federal Trade Commission. Um, Yes, Epic is paying a, I believe, a record settlement to the FTC. Money uh, for two for two different violations. It's technically two different settlements or two two different sums. 
but they add up to five hundred and twenty million dollars, which is over half a billion dollars if you're keeping score. I can't um, keep score anymore because I'm not sure what what that actually means in epic split, funds. Split about down the middle, almost two seventy five for for violating the privacy of children under thirteen, mm-hmm. and two hundred and forty five. That's my favorite one for essentially duping people into making purchases in Fortnite uh, unintentionally, and then ref- not only refusing to refund them, but in some cases locking their accounts out if they pursue. Like if they, for for example, issue a chargeback with their credit card. There was a language in this piece that you linked from Video Game Chronicles uh, that said the FTC said that Epic used dark patterns. Yes, yes. This is a full on dark pattern situation. Dark. I didn't. I I guess I don't know. I don't keep up with FTC comms enough to realize that they themselves are using phrases like dark patterns these days, but I had never heard of dark patterns. Is that a, it's it's just, it's a, it's a blanket umbrella term for like insidious UI design Mm -hmm. in UX design in games with microtransactions that kind of let you fall backwards into spending money without meaning to, or very subtly encourage you to do so, et cetera, et cetera. Stuff like moving UI buttons around or switching them. Uh, I mean, there's. I'm sure there are a bajillion strategies that I'm not even aware of, and probably fall victim to, just like everyone else. Yeah, I feel like we don't play enough mobile games to have been repeatedly subjected to this stuff. But well, to be to be clear, this is everywhere. This is in like tracking on the web, and like you name it, YouTube videos. Like it's it's like I said, it's a very broad term that really kind of covers anything that is manipulating you and so into spending money. Again, these are settlements, right? They were not. They were not found guilty. They, no, they, there, there was they, no. There was. This was a federal complaint, and they settled. They settled, and then they uh, they kind of had a uh, statement here at the end. Again, kind of not, like, not a lawyer, neither a reporter <laughs> nor a lawyer. Here, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there there are no criminal charges here. It's a, no. it's a settlement. No. Uh, uh, at the bottom here, Epic says no developer creates a game with the intention of ending up here. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> you did not intend to end up on the end of this historic settlement. We accepted the this agreement end. because that we part I epic. believe that they did epic. not intend to be end up on the end of this settlement specifically, I, like, dude. The, the the from from the, the FTC statement like this is the quote <laughs> to me about like they describe it as counterintuitive, inconsistent, and confusing button configuration led to players led players to incur unwanted charges. Blah blah blah. For example, players could be charged while attempting to wake the game from sleep mode. Mm-hmm. While the game was in a loading screen, mm-hmm. or by pressing an adjacent button while attempting simply to preview an item, yeah, none of those things should happen. Like, <laughs> I could, I, I, you know what? It's pretty I, I egregious. I could see all of those happening. Like, oh, the game is uh, like you hit the space bar to wake right. something up, and you right, you it's like oh, the thing. oh, my switch is laggy, coming yeah. out of sleep, and like, oh, interesting. The purchase interface was active before it was visible on the screen. Listen, Strange. Our UI guy said escape is a perfectly reasonable uh, a substitute for accept. If you're mm-hmm. just jamming on escape, it's not my fault if you just said yes to a bunch of menus. Yes. Then whose um, fault is it? It's our. It's my it's fault. Epic's. It's it's my legally, fault. it has been determined it's, to be Epic's fault. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't. Again, not a lawyer. I mean, yeah. didn't go to court. I don't know. Settled settlements often uh, involve right. no admission of wrongdoing. Uh, but Epi- also, Epic but says, also, they, they yeah. put out a big statement, basically saying, "Like, hey, we want to be at the forefront of good practices for this kind of thing, but we're not." Uh, so yeah, they basically, you know, 
talk about a lot of changes they're making and that they want to, you know, lead, lead this effort. Like I said, they, they, they're paying more money here for collecting information on children mm. 13 and under or under 13 rather. Uh, right. And also, and also doing things like enabling voice chat for users that are known to be under 13 by default, right? It was, yes. it was not opting in. It was, yes. yeah. Which, which they stated in this article again, allegedly or could have put minors at risk uh, for uh, harassment by uh, having them in voice chat by default. Yeah. This, uh, this FTC pretty aggressive about a lot of tech stuff, which feels overdue. Yeah. I mean, and we'll see if they actually get there with some of this other stuff, but yeah, I mean like going after, you know, ever for their part, they are saying that they have tried to make amends on this stuff over the last few years, but like, mm, I think, I I think feet still have to be held to the fire on this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that that two hundred forty-five million is going to be used to refund people who who made erroneous purchases and were not able to get refunds previously. Um, so- sidebar here: Do you remember the Equifax breach? Yes, yes. I got my check. Huh? For Interesting. Two, for two dollars and forty-eight cents. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah definitely cool. worth my time. Don't to, spend it all uh, in one place. To uh, you- have uh, spent time pursuing that. Yep. Yeah. Do just. You- Something do, some, do, do, do you bother to cash it? That's exactly you, what my wife said. You don't even you don't even like now. Everybody can just do mobile check deposit. You don't even have to leave the house anymore. And I'm still not sure how it deposit. So I, I think mine might have been four dollars, and my wife's was two dollars. But like, that's something's broken. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Anyway. I still I still got my check from Sony for, or rather from the class action settlement with Sony over the other OS linux stuff uh-huh, uh-huh. how much was, like was that ten dollars Ooh, well at least okay but okay that was such a fun weird case that i would rather keep that check <laughs> the check is worth more than the money the, the granted yeah now with i don't i don't think i don't think i had the mobile deposit was available when i got that or i could have both cashed the check and kept it but anyway I, you're right though that one's more fun as a prop yes uh all right that's um some fdc news uh but epic not out of the news brad what else did you pull here uh, they announced that they are shutting down um, online support server infrastructure for a variety of games, which, like, looking at this is really weird, <laughs> thinking about what the Epic Umbrella now encompasses, because there's a bunch of Unreal stuff on here, which, sure, mm-hmm. and a bunch of Rock Band stuff, which, mm-hmm. oh, right, yeah. and Dance Central also. So I was, in reading this statement by Epic, can I, I'm, I'm just going to read the opening paragraph here because I was a little. I'm not sure of what the current. I'm not sure what the current state of the Epic online experience is supposed to be. They say starting today we'll be turning off, begin turning off out of date online services and servers for many older games in the Epic family as we move to solely support Epic online services. Is that a thing? First of all, are Epic online services? Oh yeah, they've been trying to make it a thing. I mean, they've got middleware that you can integrate into your game. So. They go on to say, with its unified friend system, voice yeah. chat features, parental controls, and parental verification features. So those are first-party Epic things that would have that. Yeah, you can you can as a as a purveyor of a game on the Epic Store, you can hook that stuff in directly into your game. You can, okay, um, uh, if okay. You choose. Then they go on to just say, most that's the part I was confused about. Most titles will be playable offline, with some uh, will some will no longer be playable. Yeah, and we apologize, etc. Except that quite a few of these Unreal games are essentially <laughs> multiplayer only games. So I don't I don't know what it means for some of this Unreal stuff. I mean, a fucking Unreal tournament is on this list, like mm-hmm. UT. Yeah, 
like forget 2003, 2004, <laughs> Unreal Champions, like any uh, of that other stuff. Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament. Which, so- like, I granted very much on the Quake side of that fight. <laughs> but UT is a good game. Like, I'm not against, I have nothing against, I played a ton of UT. Yeah, that was my, my multiplayer shooter of choice in that era. Something, 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 low-grav insta-jib on facing worlds. Yes. Everybody, everybody had a good time there. Like, just, I, I, don't, I don't know where this is going. I don't know if they're going to, like, relaunch UT with, like, mm. those epic services integrated to keep it going or what the deal is. I don't think so. So there's a note but, next to Unreal Tournament 3 that points that out. And I would, yeah. I would have agreed with you to be like, oh, they're probably just going to relaunch these with those services. Until I read the note on Unreal Tournament right. 3 that's like... like only UT3 got that note, which yeah. like, UT3 is not terrible, but it's not like the one. Maybe they'll put it's, a HD package together or something. Three, three is not the Unreal Tournament of record. Uh, God, I'm looking at three. I forgot how much three was influenced by Gears of War visual design. I don't know how um, much Unreal I played. Like, what's un- Unreal Gold is just Unreal? Yeah, Unreal is like kind of an early version of a game of the year edition, I think. Like came okay. with expansion packs and stuff. Like that's just Unreal ass Unreal. Okay. The Unreal main baddies in the like the, the aliens. The scar. Scar? Do you, do you pronounce do you pronounce the J or not? It's the question of our time. I was okay, because I was gonna say Scarge. Scarge. S K A R J. They're they kind of look like Kilgore from Killer Instinct. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yes. They've got cyber claws and All right. Sure, I could see that. Okay, that full gore, full gore. Sorry. Oh wait, no, hang on. Are you? Hang on. Who are, you, who are we talking? Uh, I'm are you talking about Kilgore the- Trout. Are you thinking of the uh, the Kurt Vonnegut protagonist? <laughs> yes. Do you have a little wall? He comes over, uh-huh. and it's uh, uh. Wait, I'm thinking of uh the guy, the robotic guy with the claws, yeah, that's, with the ponytail. That's full gore in KI. Okay. Okay. Good. Kilgore is the my nickname for uh, full gore. We we're on a we're on a nickname basis. Uh, here's another weird thing from this article or from their press release, which this is. They also have all of this stuff, and then Brad at the bottom here, it just says, we've also removed Mac and Linux versions of Hadiful Boyfriend, and Hadiful <laughs> Boyfriend, how they started. It's like, wait, why? <laughs> why? What happened? Got me. What happened to the Mac and Linux versions of those? Are they- Weird thing to stick in here? <laughs> are they- are they broken why can't I'd also i i didn't think to follow up on that i can't i thought devolver put those out i don't Did know not hang on epic games absolutely is the publisher of hatful boyfriend on steam did that change at some point i don't know i, I could have sworn <sighs> that was a devolver game i tr- oh boy i it's <laughs> Devolver has put out so many games in the ensuing years that honestly, I it feels like it should be a Devolver game, but I could not tell you if it actually was. Uh, it one hundred percent was okay, according to Wikipedia. So the rights must have, have fallen out with that or something. I, I think I think there was like a free wasn't there a free version of that game originally, and it's like a kind of a remake that was released commercially, which is the one that was put out by Devolver in twenty fourteen. I don't know. Well, yeah, because the original publisher is this company called Mist. Cypress, Misty Press. Okay. So okay. yeah, like technically the version that we all remember is the remake, which is the one that Devolver put out. But I don't know where Epic entered into that. Yeah, I, I super don't know what the lineage is there. That's a weird swerve. And also, what did the Mac and Linux versions do to you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're outdated and they won't work anymore. Uh, Look, man, the only dro- thing I, oh. I I feel confident talking about here is the rock band and fucking Dance Central stuff, but. 
Rock well, Band will still have online multiplayer. Go on. Well, I was just—I didn't want to. I—I'm I, just saying, like this. I it, honestly, if you had told me the Rock Band one and two servers were already offline, I would have believed you. Well, I did not expect that those were still in any way active. The, I, I mean, think, you can you can essentially just play everything in four, right? Yes, except for a handful of songs that either never made it to a uh, disc export or were part of Rock Band Network, which. You can still play those songs because if you've already downloaded them, they're still on your hard drive and like you should still be able to play the game. But as far as like the online multiplayer aspect of it, yeah, I mean, I I would have assumed maybe there are still some people out there playing Rock Band 3 multiplayer, but not those other ones. Yeah, sure. So I mean, this does say that four four <laughs> will remain playable online. So, OK, what is give me what is the harmonics? catalog at this point because i want to see what is what is still pure and untouched so the rock band games one through three will be offline since rock mm-hmm. band four online multiplayer will still remain available i assume when they say online services they're also probably rock- talking about leaderboards and things like that but the store will still be going probably right well that's the thing you can't buy new dlc in any of those older rock band games it but all died in four once four came along all that stuff was only ah. forward compatible for four and any expansions they did for that Okay. All right. So um this thing also says drop mix is gonna be out, uh will be done. So drop mix re- I thought had kind of been done. <laughs> I mean not in a like, you know, done done way, but like uh, they weren't actively doing anything with it. We talked about uh Fuser and the yes. the kind of end of life for Fuser. What is left in the harmonics catalog? You're shaking. I'm your just head. shaking my head uh, because it's like it's the Dance Central stuff. It's and that's also on this list. Stuff like a City Sleeps, which was that single player game they put out. Uh, but I don't think that's it on here. That's the thing. Okay. I don't think there was any online for that game to begin with. So okay, but yeah, like I mean, the thing is, the only going concerns they really had in terms of that stuff was Rock Band Four and Fuser, in like the current state of that studio. And I've seen some people on the forums and read subreddits and whatnot hand-wringing a little bit about whether this might be the last year for Rock Band DLC. Mm. I don't think there's anything that really lends any credence to that. They haven't said anything to that effect. But they are opening this year's DLC slate with 10 Rock Band Network songs, which has like a little bit of a, hey, we're just going to start clearing out what we have left in the queue kind of feel to it. But I don't not going out making new deals, but they haven't said anything to that effect. And they were still putting out new songs as of like a week ago. So like Groove is in the heart got added. Granted, that was Fuser DLC. I'm sure that was them just signing a different contract. But nonetheless, next lander has one of the five people still out there getting all the rock band DLC. Listen, man, enough people are still buying that stuff that they keep doing it. (laughs) It's you. You're keeping it alive. You're doing it. I don't think my $4 a week is keeping that studio alive. I don't think that's how this works. I want to talk to, I want to look every patron in the eye right now and say, your $4 keeps, keeps it alive. Your, your $5 a month. That's not even one $5 membership. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just adding it in there. It's sentiment. Your $5 does make a difference and keeps it alive. Wouldn't you donate $4 today so that (laughs) I can play Groove in the the Heart by (laughs) D-Light on drums? Uh, they also mentioned in here at the bottom, a rock band, not to be left out. Rock band blitz gets a, some type treatment and uh, some, some FaceTime. <sighs> I love that game. This other story I, here. I, I, I hope, I hope something happens with UT. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what it's going to take. I hope people find a way to keep those games alive in some way. Anyway, UT finds a way. 
It does. What's up with John Carmack? He's out. What? Was he ever in? Was he ever in? Or meta or what? He's gone from Facebook. John Carmack. Is is John Carmack still making rockets? Oh, God, no. Okay, that's done. All right. He moved along from that a while ago. Crashed and burned many years ago. Okay. Um, What does John Carmack have to say? They they used to compete for the X Prize ages ago, and I don't think ever came close to winning it. So okay, um, this was probably not super surprising considering he straight up went and founded an AI and AI startup like a year ago, and he's only been like consulting CTO at Oculus for a very long time. But in characteristic fashion, he not only left, he kind of rinsed them on the way out the door with his Facebook posts. Uh, where he basically just complains very bluntly about how bloated and inefficient the organization is and how he couldn't get anything done there. And he felt like the, the not the products, I started to say the products were not living up to their potential. Like he does say nice things about the headsets they're putting out, but like just a lot of, of very blunt talk about corporate inefficiencies and struggles with management and that kind of thing. It kind of feels like he's saying out loud what basically every person who has analyzed the current VR marketplace and all this stuff has more or less intonated of like, hey, it feels like there's a lot of inefficiencies here. There's a lot of software that isn't really delivering and like the overall product space is just not where it should be. And also and also working at Facebook or Meta. Yeah. Like, Do you mind reading a, a reading aloud this, this paragraph here that starts with a good fraction? Because I feel like that's the one in this article that is that jumped out to me uh which one it's the one in the this article that is for some reason a different type typeface uh towards the uh, oh i'm looking at the facebook post itself oh okay sorry it starts with a good fraction of the things Mm, hold up okay Uh uh-huh oh yeah they pulled that quote a good fraction of the things I complained about eventually turned my way after a year or two passes and evidence piles up but I have never been able to kill stupid (laughs) things before they cause damage Or set a direction and have a team actually stick to it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think my influence at the margins has been positive, but it has never been a prime mover. Oh, man. That man. is, that, <laughs> that is a pretty brutal thing to say, but yeah, okay. Yes. But it's a very um, John Carmack way of approaching it. Kill yes, stupid things before they cause damage. Extremely. <laughs> we have a ridiculous amount of people and resources, but we constantly self-sabotage and squander effort. Man, I think our organization is operating at half the effectiveness that would make me happy. Uh, anyway, he's uh, like, you know, it's kind of some some end of an era component to this, because that's not that what he was doing was extremely in games. It was mm. still pretty games adjacent, though. But I guess like he's officially fully not involved in games at all now. Right. Because it was it was from Bethesda to here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, and his new thing is not really games-related in the slightest, so. Keen? Is that his new thing? Keen Keen Technologies, I think it is. Okay. Trying Um, to make an AGI. What's what's the G? Artificial General Intelligence or Generalized Intelligence. Okay, not a general. In case case you didn't think that AI was frightening enough already. Yeah. (laughs) What if AI was even more capable? What is that even like a like a an AI that can be applied to many different things like not that can like I, the, the the kind of top line description I've read is is like can essentially do perform any intellectual task that a human can 
Okay, the, the, what an endeavor. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Well, now at least we know who John Carmack, uh, John Connor is going to come back and talk to mm-hmm. when uh, uh, he travels through time naked. Like yeah. I've got to find John Carmack. If you if you set aside like all the ethical considerations, which I feel is necessary to enjoy this, it's fun to follow his Twitter and look at the insane kinds of weird specialized hardware he's now buying. Oh, to do to do AI development on. Oh boy, just like. $200,000 NVIDIA workstations that look like a PC, look like a really nice bespoke PC, except inside there are like six, six like you know, multi-tens of thousands of dollar machine learning accelerators instead of graphics cards and stuff. Anyway. I wonder what this house looks like. I don't know, man. It's probably like a cabin. There's probably not a computer in it. He's like, no, I just, no, no technology. I know too much. Um, okay, we got you pulled another story about a, a, a video game classic. Carmack out, Metzen in. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, um, boy, he didn't, yeah, Chris wasn't Metzen, that long ago, was it? That he was out? What, that he left? Yeah, two oh, years? Been a good, it's been a good long while, I think. Okay. Chris, Chris Metzen is coming back to Blizzard to work on World of Warcraft again. Which... Like they're going to keep this thing know. going, aren't they? I don't even know where to start there because there's the where are Blizzard's classic franchises at component of this. There's the how much of the awful culture at Blizzard did mm-hmm. he preside over component of this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's the acquisition. There's uh-huh. yes, there's the acquisition stuff. Like there's it's it's a multi multiple converging cans of worms being opened at the same time. Uh, I th- that's a lot of worms. I saw a thing that said like Blizzard also has like six updates coming up for World of Warcraft. What's it called? Dragon Dragon Reach. Dragon Reach is, is, is the new expansion. That seems Dragon's like Reach. They're going in. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. I'm I'm mixing that up. Uh, Dragon Flight. Sorry. Dragon, Dragon Flight. Flight. Sorry. I was yeah. thinking of the the Skyrim thing. Um, like uh, that that expansion seems to have been received pretty well from what I've seen. Well, that's good for them compared to the last couple. But also, you know, like, what is the Warcraft franchise these days? I don't know. Well, uh, for I mean, folks, that, I, don't, I don't think they know. For folks that don't know, who is Chris Metzen? Why is it a why is it of news that he is returning? Oh, well, he's he's one of the old school Blizzard guys. He was like kind of head creative for a very long time. I mean, go back and look at like Warcraft Two and Starcraft concept art, and his signature is on them. Uh, if that puts it in historical perspective, so. Like, absent all of the workplace problems with Blizzard, this would just be an interesting, like, oh, one of the creatives is coming back to help steer the ship. Mm. Like I said, there's... I, I haven't seen anything that, like, directly implicated him, but anybody that was there in upper management through those years certainly was, like, over a lot of that stuff, so... And he got out... He got out to kind of... Right before everything hit the fan, right? It's been a little while. I mean, we interviewed him, like, going to Blizzard... Yeah. In kind of early to mid period giant bomb. So it's not like, you know, he hasn't been out of there for decades or anything like that, but, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to look up exactly when he kind of retired the first time. Yeah. I feel like it was, wasn't Uh, that long ago. 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. And where was he? I think he just retired. I think he might have been doing some board game stuff for a while. Okay. In the interim. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, anyway, I mean, like, wow, was. Yeah, like WoW is still trundling along, but like, what else is Warcraft at this point? You know, it's like, yeah, they're not going to make another strategy game anytime like, soon. 
Yeah, I think RTS is pretty much dead for the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, obviously Diablo is doing okay, but like, what is StarCraft? What is Warcraft? Are hard questions to answer. Yes. Like the last, the last we heard out of StarCraft, they were going to try to turn it into some kind of battlefield shooter thing that didn't work out. So, like, where else you take those franchises at this point? I have no idea. He's going to work on Overwatch. Going to get some, uh, do some, do some not, world building. Not, not sure if Overwatch is a growth market these days either. <laughs> uh, he's good. He's, he's going to resurrect Warcraft Adventures. That's what he's going to do. There you go. They're finally, finally going to pol- polish that thing up and get it where they wanted it and put it out. Well, what about their card game? Uh, what's what's the card game? Yeah, what about Hearthstone? That's probably still that still makes money. Going. Yeah, he can make some cards. He's, I haven't uh, seen anyone really talk like extensively about Hearthstone in recent years. Like it's more like there is a a it's similar to World of Warcraft. There is a base audience that will just keep buying every expansion, and it's probably enough to keep that a going concern. He's coming back as creative advisor. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they say the statement they put out says that he is going to focus on WoW initially. Then his work will expand to other projects across this growing franchise. franchise. I don't know if I would describe Warcraft as a growing franchise. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say it should be illegal to call it that. <laughs> it's only like, what, I, like 16 years old? 16? Oh, God, no. Um, dude, it's almost 30 years old. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, no. I meant World of Warcraft. Oh, Sorry. WoW. Yeah, 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 WoW in particular yeah. is 18. 18 okay it is it is damn near 20 years since we got into that friends and family beta at GameSpot. all right um it's a growing it's a it's a growing young growing new novel market but i think warcraft as a franchise is like 29 years old is that right well they better be doing something for their 30th birthday uh didn't warcraft one come out in 94 yes 94 boy or so, so close. yeah fucking what what the hell is warcraft besides wow expansions that may or may not hit at this point i do not know i hope they come up with something cool make an animated movie do it made that that live action movie is that well regarded or no 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 okay Okay. so much (laughs) i mean i don't think anyone thinks it's the worst video game movie or anything but it's Uh certainly not one of the well-regarded ones uh well I think it. I think it, wow. According to the Wikipedia, says it is the highest grossing video game adaptation of all time. Well, they well, also spent go. a gargantuan am- amount of money making it. So, do we have to do that game where what is the domestic and what's the overseas? Oh wow! Uh, it only, it made less than fifty million in the United States. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, feel I like think overseas like one of it did better. Movies that did really, that- <clears throat> did really well in China. It's no Avatar. Let me tell you. From World of Warcraft to. Ooh. World, Brad, they did it. World, they did it. Of of assassination, those lunatics did it. What did they do? They renamed Hitman Three to <laughs> Hitman World of Assassination. So, is this the first World of Assassination we've gotten, or is that a tagline? They, they've been using tag a tagline tag like line. since the first one of these, I believe. Okay. I, I want to say that. I can't remember where all that showed up. Like it might have been in a trailer. It might have been in the game itself somewhere. I think it was probably on their roadmaps. Like there was kind of inter a world of assassination. I think <laughs> was know, the phrasing. Yeah, okay, in yes. world. <laughs> like I just I it, it fucking killed me, man. Like 
world of assassination it sounds like a theme park where you murder people i mean it's i would go to that theme park i'll be honest so delightfully dumb Uh, um anyway yeah they they finally just said screw it we're just going to unify this whole thing Mm. hitman 3 is now they also io did what the cowards bungie would not which is they should have renamed destiny 2 to just destiny a long time ago Anyway, I get, mm. I get, I get why they didn't. But Io said, "Screw it." Hitman Three is now called World of uh, Hitman World of Assassination. Also, if you buy Hitman Three, you just get everything. I'm sorry. If you buy what? If you buy, if you buy World of Assassination, I said thank you. Yeah, okay. If you if buy, you buy the current product skew that is available, <laughs> uh, there there is one Hitman product now available on stores. And to be fair, like their launch of Hitman Three across multiple PC stores and trying to and console as well to a lesser extent. And the way they tried to integrate old content into it and like all the licensing problems in different mm. storefronts. Kind of a mess. More than kind of. Like it was a problem. So in, in, in some way, this is kind of a make good or necessary house cleaning to make it so that, hey, there's just one product and you just get all the content if you buy it. So there's, um, I kind of need a fact for this, but on their, on their buy Hitman 3 thing that you linked, you can buy the Hitman 3, I'm sorry, Hitman World of Assassination for around 70 bucks US. But you can still get the some of the DLCs separately in a deluxe pack. So it's not necessarily everything, is that right? Yeah, but that's yeah, sorry. I I buy everything. I meant all the base content from all three games. Right. And then there's like the add additional stuff they charged extra for in those yeah, games. The okay. extra. Well, so I think all the stuff that's still separate is all stuff that was just for Hitman 3. Like did it's, the- it's like it's like the Seven Deadly Sins. Right stuff and and some of those things uh, which all came out after three but this needed to happen those games rule like having it all in one place in one tidy package (laughs) it's it's what they needed to do because i think the you know i understand why they did they launched things the way they did but it was more confusing than it should have been and if you are dedicated to just making this the hitman platform this is the way to go about it uh, and I think hopefully we're not that far off from the freelancer mode finally, even though it's been delayed numerous times. I'm just yes. amazed they are still continuing to do stuff with this game, and I am very happy about it. I, I, it, somewhere, hope springs eternal. Somewhere in my mind, I hope that like, oh, they're doing all this groundwork because freelancer is going to be so amazing. They say at the end so of many this thing, uh, millions of new people are going to want to buy Hitman to play freelancer that they needed to get this all cleaned up uh, in preparation. I, I don't know. They say uh, the changes also have been made with freelancer game mode in mind. where being able to easily access all locations from across the world of assassination is paramount to maximizing your enjoyment. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is going to be awesome. I don't know. It's, it sounds awesome. Freelancer is like the sort of roguelike ish mode. It sounds like where they're going to remix missions and you're going to have like a home base. You can unlock and decorate stuff in. And stuff, um, you know, maybe, maybe they ran a they ran a like technical test for freelancer a couple months ago, which I didn't try, but I'm excited about it. There's a bunch of stuff here that I'm not going to go into all of it. That kind of goes in. If you want to check it out on your own, you can go see what it means for content you own or how this stuff is going to change. And they have a whole section on the storefront changes. Everything makes sense to me except the last sentence in the storefront changes things that says on that note and for extra clarity hitman three will remain available in its current standalone form 
through the upcoming Hitman World of Assassination. And I don't it everything no. was making sense until that one sentence I read. Got, which you kind of you, you got me on that one. I don't quite know <laughs> what they're getting out there. Yeah, really, uh, like okay, whatever. I'm just I'm excited to go play the freelancer mode. It's all right. Um, good. A world of assassination unfolds before you. Yeah. Uh, did, I think that's going to do it for the news. Yeah. Did, did we mention? Did I mention? I mean, this is maybe the key detail. I don't even know if I said this. If you have Hitman Three, you're just getting that other content. Yes. Okay, just just good. to be clear, just to be clear, it's not just people who buy it under the World of Assassination name, right? If you already if you already had just Hitman Three, you were getting upgraded to the full package with all the one and two stuff as well, right? You still will need to complete. I think they say complete the set for Steam uh, uh, for the DLC stuff. If you don't have it, you don't right. get that stuff. But right. Um. All right. The news. The news. news. We have another section of this podcast. We like to call it emails. We're hoping it catches on. We're not sure. We're going to test it out in 2023 and see what the people say. Uh, Brad Shoemaker, email address podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast right. at nextlander.com. Podcast at nextlander.com. I hear that if you say things three times, people are more likely to remember. What about that's four times? No, that's uh, the, then the candy okay. man gets mad. No, I'll, I'll stay back yeah. then. Uh, what do we got, Brad Shoemaker, in the old email <laughs> bin? Read two emails here. Okay. Josh from Colorado writes mm-hmm. in. Is this a sin? Yes. I just moved into a house that's quite old, circa 1896. It has all wood flooring, which isn't all original and hasn't been well kept up, but I still like it. Mm. Now that I'm finally out of apartments, I want to connect my consoles to my router with Ethernet cables. Okay. My question is, is it a sin Mm. to drill a nickel-sized hole in my floor where my game consoles are? Mm. The hole will not be visible, but it feels kind of evil to just drill a hole into my wood floor. This is a great question that I feel like we've all thought about before. Is it not a me? I live in an apartment. I can't do that shit. You could. Oh, you could. I do can't it. drill a you hole could. in my floor. Oh, you could. I do promise it. that you, if you try hard enough, you absolutely can. <laughs> the drill will do the work for you. Don't worry. The cops will show up if I do that. No. No. You might, you, you might lose your security deposit. You just got to put some... Anyway. Oh, I'm not just getting put, that back anyway. Just put some toothpaste in it. It'll be fine. Do, I'll never even notice. Do people get security deposits back? I, I haven't moved in so long. Wait, do people not get security deposits back? Like, I, I kind of was just under the impression that nobody gets them back these days, that there's always some bullshit about what? cleaning fees and... We Landlords have, are notorious about, like, yeah. finding reasons not to give it back. That, that's what I'm asking. It's been... Gosh, the last time the last time I moved was in the same building, so I haven't had the experience of he just kept my previous security deposit for that one. But I've I've always gotten most or all of it back. But we used it of, for uh, like a last month's rent. But like if we had to pay yeah. first, last and security, you would we would just, you know have a shave of one month off and be like keep the security. Yeah, I've I've just gotten the impression that it's a lot more common these days uh, to just gin up some excuse to not pay it back. Like a full month's rent, it's security. I assume is still like a full month's rent, right? generally Mine yes does, yes oh uh, man I just, i've seen a lot of stories from people just saying like oh yeah they they said carpet cleaning and painting and blah 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 or something like which they I mean, you but they i think they have to do that legally anyway if you've been in that apartment i you know obviously municipalities yeah. they're different but um if you're in an apartment for long enough i feel like they have to paint and do the carpets anyway if it's a certain amount, I don't know. Hey, write it with your experiences. I am a lawyer at and, and, and mm-hmm. a doctor and a journalist and a real estate agent. So, uh, all of those things. Okay. Is it a sin though? If you own the house to, to, 
you know, you got to live happy. You got to live your life happily. You can't live your life on the basis of what the house was. This is uh-huh. your home. Do what you got to do to live there. And by that, I don't necessarily mean, you know, fucking paint it zebra print on the outside and fucking, you know, get rid of all your walls. But like little things like this, if it's just going to make your life better, sure. I got that's, I, that. That's an old ass house. 1896. Okay. That's like, I got one for you here. This might solve your problem. If this is an interior wall that your consoles are against, you could try to go through the base plate of the fl- the wall and then put the cables in the wall down into the neck, the floor below mm. and then come out the baseboard. Uh, I, no, or I'm talking about the, uh, so, so there's probably a, a base, like a two by four in the okay. wall, like as I the see. base plate. Uh, you, I'm not saying you should do this and I am not a contractor and I'm not saying you won't hit electrical wires or anything else, or your wall might be brick. I don't know. I'm just saying there is a world of assassination in which you can drill up through the base plate of that wall, a hole through that two by four, get into the wall and then out of the wall. And that way, if you ever need to patch that up, you are patching up the um, I don't know what the, where he didn't say if he's going from a basement or something, right? We don't know. No, that, no. Okay, so I don't know what it looks like on the <laughs> the floor underneath. Uh, what's going on there? But that's that's an option. Assassinate uh, your cabling needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or to hopefully do not assassinate yourself by drilling uh, into some wiring that is real low on that wall. If that if that flooring was all original, which I don't even know if flooring can last for 120, 30 years. Sure. Yeah. Would it'll need to be worked on? But sure. Uh, if it was all original, I would say that might be rough to drill a, a hole into that. But if it's not original, then I don't know. That's my first thought is I would probably avoid that. I, I would probably look into going in the wall and then yeah. down. Yeah, get, you, get, a, get a little, you know, just a little nice little wall plate with keystone yep. Ethernet jack. Uh-huh. It's one, mm-hmm. it's one way, one way to think about it. If somebody yeah. were to come in to run that internet, that's probably what they would do. They would run, yes. they would go in the wall and up. But if it's an exterior wall, you're going to have to deal with all sorts of insulation and all sorts of other garbage. There's so, only one solution. Tear down the house and completely rebuild it and run cables. Yep. As part of the build. It's the only way. Uh, to rip out where they put in the drop for your internet and tell them uh, they need to put it in where your PS5 is now. I'm sorry. That's you need to wire it here. They'll trust me. They'll do it. Don't worry. Uh, all right. You have another email, Brad. Yes. Uh, let me find it. Mike in Cleveland. All right, Mike. All right. There's media attached here. Okay. Hold on. Let me uh, get ready for this as you uh, uh, prepare. I'll go ahead and start reading it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the car with my two year old listening to day two of your game of the year when at the four minute and 33 second mark while talking about the spider heck menu game, mm-hmm. Vinny remarked, that part stinks. That's a poopy part. <laughs> that is a poopy part. I have a vague recollection of you saying this. Uh-huh. My, my son burst out laughing, has since asked me to rewind to that section about 50 times. Okay. And throughout the day, we'll randomly shout, that's a poopy part. Okay. We've been having a lot of fun with it, and I thank Vinny for his contribution to my family. Video evidence of him getting pretty side- excited about it attached. Okay. So you, if, what you're saying is you would like me to... If, I, found, I found the video evidence to be somewhat to fairly grandiose, let's say. All right, I'm going to attempt to play it here. Here we go. Hopefully this all comes through. Daddy! 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 
kid has this kid has a future in grindcore. <laughs> yeah, uh, the reverb. It's the very series, good. The series reverb really makes it for me truly incredible. Um, how, to, how did you? What, what do you have to say about your influence on young minds? I mean, listen. I'm glad poopy parts the thing that is getting repeated and not something <laughs> way more horrible. Yeah, Ooh. I always am. Um, it's yeah, I'm gonna say, are you sure you really want to be listening to our podcast with your kids in the car? <laughs> it's anything when somebody asks, like my son's friends ask, "What's the name of our channel?" I say, Do you, uh, "You're not allowed to know." It's it's it's, uh, it's Mr. Beast. You go look mm-hmm. it up. It's it's fantastic. Oh, no. oh no, you don't want to do that. We're we're uh, yeah. Everybody knows Mr. Beast. I find Mr. Beast to be. Um, not my cup of tea, but holy mm. cow, Mr. Beast is very popular. Very popular. Holy goodness. I'll say that you much, familiar yes, with he Mr. Is Beast? Uh, Mr. Beast oh, yeah. not only is popular in the ways that every one of my friends knows who Mr. Beast is and has sometimes asked if I know who Mr. Beast is, um, Mr. Beast's thumbnails will sometimes just show up on our um, YouTube account because we don't have it track what we watch. So it's like on the raw YouTube, there's Mr. Beast. With that Mr. Beast face, uh, YouTube thumbnail, and he's something, uh, let's just say, I ate I ate a million dollar pizza. Like, that's a Mr. Beast thing, right? That's probably, I ate a seven million dollar pizza. Like, his mm-hmm. thing is just that he's rich, right? That's it? That's the whole deal? I think he's rich now? He is now. I, I don't keep up with his stuff too much, but every time it crosses my path, it's always a lot of, I threw $200 at this person to see if they'd do a thing on the spot. 200 but or, i feel like mr beast well, depends on what it is yeah i i looked for up things, mr. for things that took five minutes or I, like we don't watch it in this household but i looked them up to just make sure like okay there's gonna be problems but how deep are the problems and so um you know there were definitely problems and you know accusations against mr beast of you know varying things but it didn't seem so bad um in the gosh i hate that i have to say this in the like influencer realm i guess mm-hmm. but you guys know what i mean uh yeah of course uh, so I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Mr. Beast or some like employment stuff and like that. You know, he's Listen, like, we he's, are not endorsing. There is no endorsement. Oh, no, hell here. no, hell no, no, no. I, no. I, I, I'm just I, saying, like, dude, dude seems like he's got a lot of money. I, yes. I, well, I, yeah, I barely know anything about his content. The the most I've paid attention to him was what was it two three months ago? He was it was he was in the news for seeking a billion and a half dollar valuation for his brand. Oh wow, I could I uh, guess I could see it. Yeah, which like. I think he does a lot of charity work too, but again, I don't, I don't know enough about business to know if that's like legitimate or like, yeah. you know, she's a genuinely good. I, I am not rendering an opinion on that stuff here. So. Like that, I, that would be <laughs> Mr. the first Beast time. Fans, please do not, do not yeah. send me emails, but that, that would be the first time I know of, of like a, an influencer turning their brand into like a business that they could sell off to somebody. Uh, like, yeah. Like, like how a do single, you do that? Yes. an individual's brand, I guess I should say, not like a, not a, like a collective with a name on it. That is, you know what I mean? That's more of a team. Yes. Like does Mr. Beast brand go public in a way that you need a valuation to get share prices right, for the right. Mr. Beast? Like it's not, you know, it's not like, like Rooster Teeth, for example, was right. a big operation with a ton of employees and, you know, selling that is fairly common, but this is just a guy with a name that is a brand. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, very weird. popular on that YouTube. I, uh, you don't want to know what's popular on that YouTube. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, oh, you can find anything. You know what? There. I don't know what's popular on that YouTube. Should, uh, we, should new content idea. Let's all uh, just open our YouTube site unseen and see what the algorithm gives us. Like if you opened an incognito you, window, or if you, you opened your logged in. Are you are you brave enough? 
I'm doing so what, it. I'm I'm, wait, raw, yeah. I'm raw dogging. No, I mean like shit. on a stream. Like, are you brave enough to just stream a browser window and open with, your YouTube with your like lo- track that's, logged views? Yeah, one? That's, yes, yeah, that's yeah, the whole challenge. Yeah. Like, okay. that's, <laughs> should turn this into a, a challenge. Like, uh, <laughs> everybody would just game it. They would go weed out their history. No, you can't. That's that's like, totally against the spirit of it. Um, you'd have to do it, Brad. You'd have to do it. You, we would have to all agree to it, and then you would have to do it randomly during a stream. So, oh yeah, that's could, the thing. Yeah, you, you have to have no warning. <laughs> you have to have no warning. That's uh, open. Uh, open your thing. I, you know what? I, mine would I, be pretty I, boring. I have no compunction about it. Yes, I'm looking at mine right now. I'm just fine with. Is Linux Mint better than Windows? Yes. Uh, let's see. Here is an episode of the Computer Chronicles from 1985 about hard drives. Uh huh. Have you uh, watched any is, of these? Here is a Commodore 64 long play of pick and mix. No, this is just what it's offering to me. Right. Based uh, on your, uh, okay. Ooh, Sony mini disc, the not forgotten audio format that never failed. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't forget about it, but I wouldn't say it never failed. My YouTube recommendations are above reproach is what I'm trying to say. Mine is the light is what is a MOSFET? And how is it okay. work? All right. Okay. I'm on board with this. Yes. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting some of these. I might have my tracking off, but I am getting, uh, I got ask Adam Savage, two scenes. Adam refused to film on Mythbusters. Uh, does Linus still like Plex? Oh, I've totally got that one as well. Do you? <laughs> does he? Is it promoted? Maybe, maybe it's promoted. Maybe yeah, that it's- might be promoted. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I've got a uh, uh, review for X Transbots new Teardor art fire. Uh, I've got, um, the, this is cause I was looking up some stuff on the, uh, the computer, the Aurora PJ 90 4k ultra short throw projector. I don't know why that's on there. Some stuff feels like maybe it's promoted on here. There's a, Red Letter Media one on mine that might also be promoted because I haven't watched much of their stuff. Nothing against them, but I haven't watched much of it. Uh, what are YouTube Shorts? Oh boy! Oh, that's okay. their that's their TikTok competitor. Okay. Does Linus you can, you, still like Plex? You can, you can tell by the way the videos are vertical. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's make some YouTube Shorts. All right, that's probably going to do it for this podcast here. Check us out on YouTube. I'll, I'll note that Alex did not open YouTube. No. Here, I'll Alex, tell you what's on mine right now. Uh-oh. Let me guess. Bands. It's all just, me- it's all like metal. It's a mixture of things. It is, uh, it is a lot of people who play rock band and clone hero drums. <laughs> it is some Jackson Galaxy videos because we were looking up some cat stuff recently. And uh, at least one ASMR video. Ah, uh, okay. is, right. is it again from somebody that does ASMR? Is or is it a promoted one? Does that make sense? I I probably looked at one a long time ago, and it probably still thinks I want to watch them. Okay, I here's the thing. Hey, listen, this is why this is not giving you the real Vinny Caravella. I will most of the time open these things in an incognito window if I see mm-hmm. a thumbnail promoted that it's like, do I want to find out if Linus still likes Plex? I might open that in the incognito window to who's Linus. Oh boy, Lin- Linus of Linus Tech Tips. No, oh boy, nothing. I I don't know why I. I've why am I yelling recomm- about I, it? I, I don't, don't know. I I don't love that channel, and yet I have a ton of recommendations. <laughs> well, for you, them, I they might promote a lot. I will still check in. There's, I think we talked about this. The different tiers now of mm-hmm. like tech on on the on YouTube, where you get um, you know, the Linus end of it. You get the um, uh, who's the guy who reviews. 
he's kind of the uh, uh, almost the inquirer style. He does like the kind of investigative. Um, uh, it's long hair kind of looks oh, like a, oh oh Steve from Gamers Nexus yeah Gamers Nexus style yeah. of like I went down and I'm gonna blow open this new egg thing right and you got the Linus style and in the middle there are like the um uh uh just I'm sitting at my desk I'm just gonna talk to you about programming this thing mm-hmm. and and uh, uh it's funny it's and they all know each they all know each other there mm-hmm. weird world weird world all right that's gonna do it for this week's show. If you want to help us out, you can go over to patreon.com slash Nextlander. You know, a lot of people talk about Mr. Beast and Nextlander in the no, same breath. They're, they're wondering nope. they're going to be like, <laughs> they're nope. going to be like, I'm nipping this in the right. bud right now. Absolutely uh-huh. not. Yes, just, we're, we're coming. We're coming to Fortnite chapter five. Stay tuned. Oh, that's right. For, yeah. Yeah. Get Nextlander and Fortnite. That's our new campaign. I forgot we were talked about that for 2023. Jeez. Uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash nextlander. Find a tier that you love. Find a tier that's right for you. We've got a bunch of fun stuff going on over there. we got a new Never Been a Better podcast. Uh-oh, Brad, you're shaking your head. What'd you find? I just went and purged every Linus Tech Tips video from my entire YouTube history and then refreshed the homepage. Yes. Does Linus like still like Plex? <laughs> it still must front be pro- and center. It's got to be promoted. It's got to be a promoted one. Is the Steam Deck already obsolete? <laughs> They're uh, everywhere. Uh-huh. Hey, listen. You don't become king of YouTube by sitting there not promoting stuff. Uh, go check out our Patreon. Uh, we got the Ramblecast. We got the Watchcast. Uh, we got Never Been a Better Podcast. Hopefully recording soon uh, and going up next week. I'm going to say uh, stay tuned for that. We might have uh, a little bit later of a production on that one. We'll see. I'm hoping to still get that one up and moving. Uh, Alex, we just recorded a watch cast for blade. We sure did. That'll be up next week for the patrons. It's find out our thoughts on blade. I had never seen it before. You should listen and check it out. Of course, if you go in there and, uh, if you want to go up a tier, you can go check out everything we had from all the previous episodes. Those are all sitting there waiting for you. You go in there. You're like, I've been at this tier. I'm going to go to this tier and you get all the stuff that's in there. It's amazing. How it's it all for you. It's all for you. It's, all, it's for all for you. And we couldn't do it without you. So this is a great, this is a great relationship we have going on here. There is one tier on there. The mysterious benefactors tier, uh, that gets their name read on this here show. And I'm going to read those names right now. Starting with R R E John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad Shoemaker's Gabriel Knight's Midsize Voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Robert Fisher, John McKinnish, Hashtag Bunny Needs a New Job Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz 2023, Brian Murphy, Trevor Adrian R, Kevin Velado, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Michael Jonathan Black, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, 
David Campos and Tyler Treese. Those are our mysterious benefactors for this week. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people in there I see week after week, and I want to say a big thank you to you. Yeah. We read these names every week. I want to say thank you to everybody out there. That's Some, um, some, some stalwarts. Yeah, I appreciate it. I really do. And thanks to everybody. New supporters, all-time supporters. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. We really couldn't do it without you. Never think for a moment it doesn't go appreciated. Like Alex said, it's all here for you. It's all for you. We're doing it for us. We're here We're here for you. Yeah. We're here for you. Uh, Like I said before, we got the Watchcast coming up. We got uh, um, the Ramblecast up already. We've got a grab bag stream going up this week, and on Friday, we're looking to maybe jump into that Call of Duty DMZ to try our best to extract. Your best. Of, try your best to extract. You're so, you're Losers so, you're so, always whine about the best. But you're so big. Uh, <laughs> now we're mixing performances and accents here in a way that does not make any sense. Uh, thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I'm still within the time limit. Same to you. Wait, the time limit? Yeah, remember we remember said there's a limit half. to how long week we have. That's how long we started this podcast right. ago. We've already yes. forgotten. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Uh, Happy New Year, Alex Navarro. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Thanks again for supporting us in 2023. If you're listening again, if you want to jump in there, head over to patreon.com slash nextlander. Glad to have you. Welcome, and thanks to all of our longtime supporters as well. See you next week. Bye.